This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Hey, only in New York. Welcome to Only in New York. I'm Tracy Carnazzo. And I'm Andrea Allen. Hemza couldn't make it today, but she'll be back next week. Today's guest is a hilarious stand-up comedian. He's the host of Taste Buds Podcast with Joe DeRosa, the host of the Hey Babe Podcast with Chris DiStefano, the founder of the No Presh Podcast Network. You know him from Impractical Jokers. Please welcome Sal Vulcano. What's up, guys? Hi, Hi. Sal. Thank you so much for being here today. We are pumped Thank to have you. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Thank you so much. I know we've been but talking about here. me coming on for quite a while. I know. Yeah, it I'm. Sorry, so excited so to happen. Yeah. I don't ever apologize. You made time <laughs> for us and I, we appreciate it. And we just couldn't not let you be on because when we think of New York City, we think of dirty Staten Island. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then when we think of Staten Island, you're the guy. <laughs> that right? is your Thank brand. You. <laughs> yes. 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 I am the I am the I am the no, we already have a king. That's Pete Davidson. But right, Pete is I am the, king. the uh I'm the jester. Of, of, of dirty Staten Island. You're Your the Pete's uncle. Or <laughs> yeah. the prince of Staten Island. Yeah, Staten Island mm-hmm. is like very much a part of your life. It's where you're from. You know, yeah. I feel like you really represent pretty hard. I do. I, I try to because I think that everyone has um, a preconceived notion of Staten Island. Sure, right. <laughs> AKA dirty Staten Island or whatever right. you call it. Sorry about um, that. Mm-hmm. No, no, right on. It's, it's, it's everywhere. It's my whole life. So uh, we try to just be like, ah, if people like, like us, then let's just say we're from here. And then maybe like, we could help a little bit with those numbers. <laughs> so you are, I, I you're remember, Staten Island's PR person. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was younger, um, there, I had a t-shirt and it said Staten Island where we put our trash. That's hysterical. Mm. Well, it was. It was well. It was the world's garbage dump, really. Right, and then yeah. What is what is that? What is that about? Was it like where New York City's trash went? Legitimately, do we know? I think it was the world's trash. What? (laughs) They were like flying it in. Yeah, that's where Italy put their trash. They were shipping in barges of trash. The trash was the I think, and I I might be wrong. I think it was the biggest trash barge in the world, and I think that you could see it from space. Mm -hmm. Really? I I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But um, it closed a long, long time ago. But. As you can see, its effects still run deep. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. No, people, I've always I know known that. Yeah. I don't know if people know that it's been shut down for a very, very long time. I think it's been like 10, 20 years that's been shut down. Uh, yeah, and now wow. it's like all kind of like bird sanctuaries. That's that's what I think that we do in New York. Like we change our garbage into parks because we oh, did that yes. in Queens too. That Flushing yeah. Meadow Park is built and the whole Van Wick Expressway is built on a garbage dump. Tracy, is that where you're from? That is where I'm from. I'm from, listen, yeah, I'm Tracy's from the trash too. Don't let her New judge you. Do not yeah. ju- let so, her judge sorry, you. Sorry, uppity queens. Uh-huh, I know. <laughs> listen, our, we, we were on, uh, I was Andrea, built I also. Tell, Andrea's not from New York. Right? Andrea's Originally. from Canada. 
Yeah. I'm from Canada, but yeah, I've been in New Canada. York for 12 years, so it's okay. taken enough of my soul that I feel <laughs> that I'm allowed to be here, but I understand that I am she amongst feels like a New Yorker. The OGs. Yeah, I, I'm from Forest Hills, Queens. I live in Kew Gardens now, um, and, you know, we are garbage as well. Um, the garbage that we were built on wasn't seen from space, but we did make uh, an entire park on garbage, which is Flushing Meadow yeah. Park. And I think they're trying yeah. to do that now, and or they've been trying for a long time. It's supposed to be like now the biggest park like anywhere. But I think there was like people like, well, how could you, I think they have to wait a little while to make sure like it's not fully cancerous or something like that. That is such, as a Canadian, I love that you guys are like, listen, throw cement on top of it. Let the radioactiveness go down and then start selling real estate, baby. Yeah, it's a we're park. Just, we're just waiting for those, those levels to go down a little bit. And then we can go over there and go on the seesaw. Yeah. I, I remember when I was there. in school, my teacher was telling us about like, you know, the building of all of these roadways. And we were talking about the Van Wyck Expressway. And she said that our Van Wyck Expressway, the reason why there's so many dips and bumps in it is because it's actually built on garbage and it's not as mm -hmm. solid as actual <laughs> ground. The foundation <laughs> is like McDonald's wrappers and mm -hmm. used condoms. I love this city. It is. That is wild. If that's yeah. true, that's wild. That is. And you know what? That's where we come from. What was it like growing <laughs> up in Staten Island? Because I mean, obviously there's different neighborhoods in Staten Island. So different places are, you know, because you can't just say like Queens is Queens. Obviously, like different parts sure. are totally different. Um, what was it like growing up in your neighborhood? Yeah, I actually moved around a little bit. So I lived, as a kid, I lived in like two or three, four, actually really varying neighborhoods. So I was mm -hmm. born in like Dungan Hills, which was like, it's very just like um, traditional, like, you know, a long street of all the same house kind of thing. Right. Very and suburban. Suburban. Yeah. And it was near like our main, one of our biggest, biggest, like through ways through the whole island, which is called Highland Boulevard. And okay. uh, it's another like another boulevard to add to my list. We got yeah. Boulevard of Death, we got Queens Boulevard, <laughs> Bell, like whatever the boulevard. fuck boulevard. Bell, yeah, boulevard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm learning about your boulevards. It's like that's the main. So I was like, that's but I moved there out of there from when I was like four. And then I lived in um Rosebank, which is very, very close to the Verrazano Bridge. Mm -hmm. And um a blue collar kind of neighborhood. So that's almost like big Brooklyn. Is it like like an extension of Brooklyn? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah, Rosebank was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I went to, that was my like, a Catholic school in that neighborhood. So I kind of like went to school there from kindergarten through eighth grade Catholic school. Right. Um, but then I moved to, um, from there, I moved uh, in with my grandparents. Um, they had this two family home that they lived in for like 50, 60 years in St. Mm -hmm. George, which is over by the ferry. Okay. And uh, I lived in um, much more of a, like, like a, a predominantly black neighborhood. Um, and it was different from where Rosebank, which is predominantly white neighborhood. Right. And I lived there for years. Um, my grandparents, like, like lived 50, 60 years. So they had this two family house at one point or another, everyone in my family lived in that bottom apartment at one time or another. <laughs> was and that if, the first place you moved out when you, um, left your family? No, I lived there and I live with my grandparents in grammar school. So oh, I, okay. uh, I didn't leave my house until I was like in my 20, like 20, 20, oh, no, they move in. I moved out in two. 2000 and 2000. So you're, 20... you're dating yourself, Sal. Yeah. So this <laughs> I moved out so, when I was about 24. Is... Okay. Like Italians, I've learned this. Every, everything I learned now about like New York City natives is from this podcast. Italians, like your parents do not want you to move out. They like want you to stay there. They want to feed you. 
they're like upset when you start yeah. dating. Yeah. You well, know. well, I, they weren't upset when I started dating. Although I know what you mean by that. But there was never like, uh, you know, it's time to get out of the house. There was never that. Um, so so I, I mean, after, uh, after college, I mean, I lived home because I went to commuted to school, right? I went to St. Right. John's College in Staten Island. So um, I commuted. So I was in no rush to leave during college. And right out of college, I started working full time in Prudential Securities in, in the financial district. Really? And, um, yeah. But I was like, I remember my first job ever was, uh, I was, it was, I got hired in 99 uh, for $28,000 a year plus Ooh. overtime. You know, yeah. I got to tell you, I remember my first job in the city and I remember, I think I was making like 32,000. Uh, yeah, it was I a little was bit after you. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so probably mm -hmm. a little bit of inflation. And I was like, <laughs> what am I going to do with all of this money? <laughs> like, this I know. is crazy. I'm making I know. I was this like, money. 28,000. It sounds like so much money, like 28,000. Right? And I would tell everyone. Yeah. Yes. I yeah, remember yeah. this too. Like, you I don't remember, know what like salaries are. You don't know that that's like bad. So you're like, yeah. what? It was, it was 99. Um, but it wasn't great. Like I, I had people starting out at like big, big uh, friends at the college going to like big accountant firms and stuff and starting at like 36, 42, right. things like that. Yeah. I remember I, after, after my OT the first year though, I did make 32 and I was thrilled. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah, like so, I, I wasn't in a position to move out really. So after um about two two years of that, I moved out. Right. So now, uh, when you were younger and you were living in Staten Island, did you used to go to the city? Yeah. Were you I allowed did. to? What was that like? Like you used to take the ferry. Yeah. So I mean, li as a little kid, I would go only. My only experience with the city was with my my parents or my family. Right. Going yeah, in. yeah. But I remember when I was in high school, my first girlfriend, like I was like fifteen. And we were like, Ooh. oh, we're going to go to the city. You know, mm -hmm. we're going to go to the city alone. Yeah. And go to uh, St. Mark's I, place. Ooh. Yeah, we did that. We, I, yeah, absolutely. I know. It's just the kids getting drunk place. Yeah, we yeah, got yeah off sure. the We got off the ferry and we walked that day. I'll never forget it because it was my first. It was like Fievel goes west. It was like my first big adventure into <laughs> yeah. the big city like, alone. I remember like being a little nervous too because I didn't know the neighborhoods like we do now. I guess sure, sure, sure. We got off the ferry and even though we went left and right and, and weaved and we went to St. Mark's, I somehow ended up at the end of that day in Central Park. That's how much. Oh, wow. We it was like a 10 hour day. We went to like flea Aww. markets, went to St. Mark's. We like stopped at all these places and we ended up up there. And, and then uh, we took the train all the way back down and went, but I, I went in alone and it was, that was like my first, like, Oh, like, let me go see what these neighborhoods are all about. Let me go see like, I don't know. But my girlfriend at that time was an influence on me. Cause she was like, she loved like, um, she was like an artsy type. She loved like vintage. Like this is when you got to understand this is like when vintage clothes and like those vintage stores where sure. they would yeah. charge you a hundred dollars for a pair of jeans again. Yeah. Like yeah, that yeah, was yeah, all yeah. kind of new. We used to, I used to, she liked that stuff. So she influenced me. So I used to go in, in like high school. I started going to shop at like vintage stores and, and actually the Salvation Army in Staten Island ah. was like where I started to go instead of the mall. Like I just right. weaned off of like that. And I just started buying no joke which is odd for me if you know me because I'm a little bit of a, uh, well, people say it's a germaphobe, not a germaphobe, but like, I just, I'm That's skittish. where we connect, Sal. It's where we yeah. connect. Yeah, Tracy's yeah. like chugging hand sanitizer between takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. So, so you wouldn't think it of me, uh, but I, I was buying like all my clothes at the Salvation Army. And then I would like go to, like, even then I would go to college because in, in high school, I went to Catholic high school too. And I had to wear a uh -huh. uniform. Same. But you did, right? So I could tell. Mm. And uh, even in college- <laughs> In college, I was wearing like, 
finally wearing street clothes. And uh, I, went, I went on Staten Island. So I would go to school in like these, you know, like these bell bottom jeans and like army jackets or like le- straight up legitimate leisure suits I would wear. I love when wow. a woman influences a man like this. I love when a man changes his whole personality because he's in love with a girl. It's so funny. Like one hipster chick and you are fucking wearing leisure suits. What color are these leisure suits? Weird I had a, a one, one was brown and one was a mint green. Ooh. Yeah. And I, I, I still have it to this day. Actually, we do this dinner, this show, uh, this new show that we're doing that came out of the quarantine. It's yeah. called Dinner uh-huh. Party. It's basically a podcast that we do. We have dinner with each other. And one of the yeah. episodes we just shot, I went to my mom's house because that's how I got my nickname. My nickname is Retro. Well, 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 okay. From one group of friends, my nickname is Retro, right. and that's the college. Yeah, friends. the yeah, yeah, the like square ones who were like, "Look at this fucking dork wearing his leisure suit," you know. Yeah, yeah. no, they they celebrated me. I was the only one in the <laughs> I was the only one in the group like that, and really much the only one in the school like that at that time. Like, sure, I don't know nobody, and so they called me Sally Retro, and um, yeah, I just uh, I, so I I went to my mom's house, and I still have some of that stuff in a bin in storage mm-hmm, at yeah. my mom's, and so I went and got it, and I like put the jacket on on TV, like. It's not on yet, but yeah, you'll see it. It's, I was too small for it now. I like squeezed into it, but uh, that's I, amazing. Wild. So, when you yeah. wore this mint green leisure suit, is this polyester? Am I picturing it correctly? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. Hell what are you yeah. wearing underneath? Is it a button-down shirt with a long, with a like a big collar? What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Is it open a little bit? Like, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I have tons of it. I have a lot of big collar shirts, velour shirts. Uh, yes. Like, almost like. Almost like felt like even what i would wear velvet what is this velvet what is that velvet a, i i love it i love it yeah v- velour um you know like i would wear a lot of velour uh and some of the, the velour shirts were like thicker but then i had like these thinner ones that were essentially button downs that i would wear under it um I, yeah i mean i don't even what know was like, what was the hair like what was the hair in the and the- facial what was the facial hair like yeah, I, I my beard to this day as you can see is just an excuse for a beard right so uh i didn't even grow a beard until like this like last 10 years so i had no i had very clean shaven but my mm-hmm. hair looked like i would say like eddie vetter like i had long yes hair. i am I like living for this um i yeah. hate to keep asking to describe but can you describe the shoes that you're wearing with this yeah. So yeah, the shoes, um, hmm, what the hell? I wore just like either it was one of two things. I would wear like brown boots, mm-hmm. which by the way, I am not a boot guy anymore. I still love like I have an affinity to the vintage, but the boots are a point. Like, is there a point? Yeah, or how heel? long is the toe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, or is it a round it toe? It wasn't a point. Really? Squarish. Square. Okay. It was square. And I had the okay. and it used to zipper, I used to zip them. Stop trying to turn us on, okay? <laughs> Is that really? He's like, oh I, my I god, I had a square toe. Guys, I used to zip them up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, they came up to like the bottom of my cast. I remember that they were like my favorite pair. Uh, if it wasn't wearing that, I was wearing like a pair of Converse that I ran into the ground or something like that. Right? Yeah. yeah so you were like mixing it. your style. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. What so. happened? What happened with the girl? How long were you guys together? For? Well, that was my first first girlfriend series. We dated from like 15 to 21, maybe. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a long yeah. time. That's a yeah, super yeah, yeah. long time. I know. I know. And, and it was she... like my first serious girlfriend. And we dated that long. And she did got she to date a guy in a leisure suit. I know. Like, that's she did. That's great for, you know, what was it? She probably 80s? was in one herself. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm sure. You no, really look like two dress. characters walking around. <laughs> so now yeah, what kind yes. of like music works? You know, a lot of people that buy vintage clothes, it's because they're like influenced by a music genre or something. What what were you into at that point? Yeah, so I, ha- I, I have eclectic music style. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so little as a little kid, you know, this is like what, you know, when I was on the radio and, and at that, that time it was like Madonna, Michael Jackson, Prince, all those people were just sure, the king. Sure, yeah, yeah, or yeah. new new wave was big for me too that, at, at a young age. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I, uh, when 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 rap music broke out and break dancing, that influenced yeah. us big. Like legitimately, we were these young kids. Like we had the cardboard. Like mm-hmm. the, we would get cardboard. Yes. My yes. friend had a boombox, uh-huh. and we would all day long practice break dancing. I am now just, just spinning on cardboard. you next to the cardboard in the leisure suit being like, what's no, up? That's, you're, you're, I'm talking <laughs> I'm, about break dancing was more like 12 years old and okay, the leisure gotcha. suit was more like 18 years old. Gotcha. The Genesis. Okay. I really <laughs> like, I'm to be honest with you, I like to picture you at 22 trying to break dance. That, that yes. makes me happier no. than 12. I think by 22, it was like, yeah, that's not going to, I'm not good at that. <laughs> so, no, so, but, so what about, so what jazz, about jazz Wu-Tang? music? Wu-Tang was oh. huge. That was 92, yeah. 93 high school. They took over. They were, they were from Staten Island. Like, yes, you know, yes. you talk about Staten Island having stereotypes and not, and there was never really any big hip hop group that came out of Staten Island like them. And they were respected. Yeah. They gave us respect. Like, totally. And, that's and the so, only thing I respect. I know. And everyone, well, that's right. Kind of, and, and you now. <laughs> and then we just worshiped them. And to this day, I think, I mean, 36 Chambers is probably the greatest hip hop album of all time, I think. But yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm a little influenced, maybe a tribe album. But uh, yeah, so that was a big deal for us. But I was also very sent from a young age into jazz music for some reason. I don't know why. Really? You know, mm-hmm. I just took to it, really liked it. And then when I got old enough and I started going into the city, I was like, oh, I'm going to start to see what these jazz clubs are about. Mm-hmm. And then yes. like in, in like college, I would go, I would just go to the city all the time and I would go to these jazz clubs all the time. Wow, jazz clubs sound really relaxing. Last year was pretty stressful for all of us. What if this year you had something to help you be less stressed and handle the ups and downs that life throws at you? Well, that's Headspace. For a mood-boosting workout, check out Headspace Move. Just 30 days of Headspace lowers stress by 32%, and just four sessions can reduce burnout by 14%. You can check out the Wake Up Daily original content intended to inspire your day from the moment that you wake up. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule you deserve to feel happier and headspace is meditation made simple go to headspace.com slash new york that's headspace.com slash new york for a free one month trial with access to headspace's full library of meditations for every situation this is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash New York today. What clubs did you go to like BB uh, Kings and Blue Note? No, that, that was more like a tourist. Like that was more right. of like a new, I would go to this one called Smalls in the, in the West Village. Then they closed. They might be open again now. Uh, Village Vanguard and yes. uh, just little ones like that. And Smalls was great because what they did was it was this little, little hole in the wall. I think it was on Grove yeah. Street. I'm not sure exactly. Um and they just used to do an open jam. So like yes. anywhere from amateur to professional musicians would go there. 
mm-hmm. you could see anyone. It, you wouldn't know who would stop by. And they would did they did this thing where they opened at like 10. And then yeah. they stayed open till daylight. It was wild. And yes. if you went to the open jam, it was five bucks and it was BYOB. I mean, I don't know if they have gems like this in the city anymore. They used to. There used to be one in Williamsburg when I lived there. Um, and it was just like this tiny little shit box on the corner. Yeah. And I would do the same thing. I would go with a guy, bring some weed, bring some booze and just like listen to jazz and dry hump on the furniture. It was <laughs> great. Yeah. I, I would go, I would go to small sometimes even alone. I didn't even care. Like, I yeah, yeah, like, yeah, sure. It's um, such a great hang. You start yeah. to get to people, know the people who are there, what have you. And then I made yeah. a joke one time when I was going in and I told the guy that I was going to play the spoons that night. Because <laughs> if you, oh, cause if you were going to play, you didn't have to pay the $5. So, so I would like, and I was like, oh, and it was like five bucks. And I was like, oh, I'm I'm playing tonight. And he's like, what are you playing? And I was like, I played the spoons and I, I was trying to be serious and get in for free, but he laughed and took it as I was making a lighthearted joke. And then he let me in for free as off a joke, but I was trying to scam him. And then, um, and then after that, he remembered me and he wouldn't charge me. And I remember I would just get like a six pack or something like that. I would have just called you spoons from then on. Yeah. One time I saw it. Are you into jazz music, then, Andrew? Are you like? Yeah, of- a little. Like, and I have pretty wide range, but definitely yes. This is one of the most, yeah. if not the most recognizable, most famous jazz drum names of all time is Max Roach. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. one night I yeah. went there. With my friend, who is actually a great jazz- drummer in his own right, and mm-hmm. um, he was there playing an open jam. And this is I love that you're seeing someone who is okay. So that means something, right? Is like possibly yes. the most influential name in jazz as a drummer in the history yes. of jazz. Yeah. He Just was there. I, I, I paid $5 yeah. and I was sitting there watching mm-hmm. this guy play. The whole place was dead silent. It only held like 50 people, whatever it held. I don't even know, but like it was a wild experience. And there I went was... on a date, I went on a date once there. I would convince one girl to go on me, uh, go with me on a date there. Oh, I would have gone with you. Oh my God. <laughs> I you used were a to child. Go... <laughs> I know, whatever. I was in Canada. I was in the woods, but so you know, what was the date like? <laughs> yeah, um, it was a girl I had a, a huge crush on, and we were mm-hmm. just friends. And um, we went there, and it was a really, it was a, from what I remember, it was a it was fucking cool. We just drank You're some like, beer. tonight. I'm going to show her the spoons. I actually wear the leisure suit. It's popping off. Did you get in for free? Did you show it off? Were you like, hey, it's Sally Spoons. I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think I did. I remember I was so nervous to go on a date with this girl uh, mm-hmm. who shall remain unnamed. But uh, I asked my parents to borrow their car. So mm-hmm. I got my first car. My parents handed me down their silver Buick Skyhawk. Yes. And yes. Um, it was like manual everything. And it was fine. But I was so nervous about like impressing this girl that I asked my parents to borrow their Toyota Camry. <laughs> oh, Sal, is, you like, brought out yeah. everything for this one. Which had Big a sun- guns, leisure it, suit, Camry, spoons, <laughs> jazz. Had a, had a sunroof, it had power windows, and it had a tape deck. And I was like, I, and they let me. And um, yeah. and then I was, then I made a tape to, to play in the car. Tape? Yeah, not like, you know, not like, I wasn't like, this is a mixtape I made for you, but I wanted to Set the tone. Set the mood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. totally. So what was what was totally. on the tape? Was it just jazz? You want to know something? Yeah. Yeah. I know that I Barry still have that, that tape. I, uh-huh. I know that I still have it because I have a shoebox in one of the closets that has all the tapes I had, like a good mm-hmm. amount, like 50 of them from when I was that age. And I remember the label and I know that I still have that tape. So 
I, I might not be able to remember every last song that was on it, but I could post this. I can go listen to it and literally send you the okay, playlist. Yes. yes, we need the Tell playlist. Tell us what's we on can, the playlist. We'll make, you, we'll make you a playlist on Spotify with all these songs. What, what do you remember from it? I remember um, um, Wonderful by Adam Ant. Is that one of them? Okay. Yeah. You know that yeah, one? I think so, yeah, yeah. Sing it. No, I cannot. <laughs> yeah, I can't. And three, it. two. <laughs> yeah, Come on, I'll yeah. play the spoons in the background. Yeah. I think that was on it. Sick of Myself by Matthew Sweet, I think was on it. I was, this is my grunge. There was probably some jazz right. on there too, but like, this was like, also I was, I mean, I, I, I had Eddie, I literally had Eddie vet. Like I was, that yes. was when grunge exploded. Did you right? have so any I, patches on your book bag? Oh God. Guy? I had the messenger bag with like some pins and patches. Yes. I had that. I had like a denim jacket with patches that I also What, what were the on. patches? Do you remember? Like any kind of band? Oh, my you... first. All right. So we'll go back again. My first denim jacket happened in 1989. Ooh. I, was in se- I was in seventh grade. I remember it because that's before grunge. And that's when I was into like um, glam rock. And, and yes. I was into like um, Poison, Guns N' Roses. Yes. Like maybe Metallica, but it was more like Motley Crue, like that like, kind of thing. Like, like hair metal. Yeah. So uh, now I have, Poison. I have. Poison. I love. Yes. I love all of that. So I have two dogs. Brad I have Michaels. a Chihuahua and a, mm-hmm. a Dachshund and their names are Slash and Nikki Six. There you go. And they are both girls. Cause that's amazing. No. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was like the thing. And um, this fashion, even when I was in like younger middle school, but like the eighth graders, we mm-hmm. had to wear uniforms, but like the rebels, like the rockers, they'd wear sure. their uniform with their tie and their slacks and their shoes, but then they'd have the denim jacket over it and everyone wore patches and they used to have the big patch on the back that covered the whole back. The yes, guys, I remember it, this. It fit yeah, within yeah, the yeah. denim, it fit within like yes. that denim framing. Mm-hmm. It was Follow like that like curve. A, yes. And yep. uh, and then the fetch, and then what we did was every year, like a yearbook, we would take the Sharpies and we would sign inside the jacket. Yes. So inside the like jacket, that. if I went like that, was everyone from my class signed the jacket. Oh, that's so, in, so cool. Yeah, in 89. I, I really do, really, really do hope I have that in that same bin at my mom's house, but I don't know. And now, now, now I'm going to next. Sal, we got to get to that bin. I'm, I'm dying. So my patch was a little bit funny because my patch at that time, um, I, I think it was, a uh, I wanted it to be poison, but they didn't have it. I used to go to Spencer's to get these patches. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I got, uh, I think it was Bon Jovi. Ooh. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. That's still good. Is, you and, you is, and my mom. <laughs> Well, June 29th, 1989 was my first concert. I went with my mom. We got, it was Bon Jovi, New Jersey tour at Giant Stadium. And they mm-hmm. actually filmed the Lay Your Hands on Me video at that mm-hmm. concert that I was at. And my Ooh. mom got, me and my mom had to call the hotline of 95.5 WPLJ just mm-hmm. to, to, to try to win the tickets. And when we didn't win them, I was like so sad oh, um, that we had to get on. No, no, what was it? We were trying to win them. We couldn't win them. And then finally... My mom, like we call Ticketmaster. Mm-hmm. You so remember I mean, that calling Ticketmaster? Yeah. Yes. We yes. were in like the, no joke, I was in the giant stadium, third to last row. Yeah. <laughs> but it was my first concert. You were in the concert. four millionth row. I, I, yes. I, I, I um, ripped my mom's jeans and I did, I put bleach on them as well. I don't Wait, know if you guys oh, did this. Oh, so you were wearing your mother. You didn't you were like DIY. Rip, you were no, 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 pants. no, 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 no. I had my own jeans already like that. My mm-hmm. jeans were ripped. I had acid wash it. I oh, so you wanted her to styled look- my mom. Yeah. So I put bleach and I ripped the holes and then I gave her my Skid Row t-shirt because they were opening yes. for Bon Jovi. Yes. And, um, and we went and I also have all my like film camera photos of that whole night. Yes. Day. Yes. Yes. And uh, yeah. So, 
So I had that. I don't know how we got into that, but a denim jacket was what I wore. Like my style's definitely changed a lot. You know, like I had that. You know, my first mom concert was um, Billy Joel and um, and um, oh my god, that was like my fourth, Rocket third. Rocket Man. Why am I fucking? I went there, Giant Rainbow. Stadium. I was there. Yes. I was I was no, I was nineteen. Well, she lived in Canada. I was I I was in Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine was Billy Joel at either Shea Stadium or Yankee Stadium. I think around eighty nine. Oh, yeah. those are bangers, yeah. Yeah, That's and it. I yeah. was there. Me and Billy, we've been uh, we've been close ever since. You know, my mom, just- my mom. That so after that <laughs> concert, okay. <laughs> speaking of moms, my mom's so much cooler than me. She was so annoyed because I was too young to really like understand how cool of a concert this was, and afterwards they went to the four seasons hotel where they were staying and they jammed out in the lobby they were playing piano all night they were dueling piano it was like a big party my mom was like i'm dropping off my fucking kid and i'm going to (laughs) seasons to party with billy and she's never seen her mom again (laughs) and she said and you know what it was a great way to go your mom's dead you know what i mean like rest in peace shannon (laughs) that's what she told you you. Um, i'm dead weight how life works is that like um, right now from, through some turn of events, uh, Bon Jovi's uh, family and him l- got back to us that they liked the show. My manager used to manage Bon Jovi. That's right. just That's by so chance, cool. just by chance. Yeah. And so we found out that they liked the show. And so his wife and kids came to set a bunch of times. And then we got invited to go see him a few times. And so now I know Bon Jovi. I'm acquainted with him. And one of his oldest daughters is one of our camera people on our show oh my god that's so funny that's wild and then just about a month ago we were filming the dinner show that i mentioned and somewhere last year or the year before q uh my friend that's on my show he met Mm -hmm. brett michaels and then became (laughs) friends with brett michaels and now brett michaels has invited us to go on he was supposed to tour the pandemic shut down he was supposed to tour with def leopard poison molly crew an arena tour and q went to see him recently and he let q on stage sing to sing with him and he was going to (laughs) let you come on stage so brett michaels was just a guest on dinner party so these people that i idolized i now know and then harry connick jr also so what i so i loved jazz right but then i he, he hit me hard because it was like contemporary. Like I saw someone doing all these, all this old music, like kind of now, and he was mm-hmm. younger. And I was like, Oh, this dude's the coolest dude I've ever seen. He's so fucking cool. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember like I used to, when I was doing driver's ed and it was 92 and it was me, my friend Jay and my friend Mike and the teacher. And what would happen was we'd leave the school and then we'd have about, about 45 minutes to an hour. And we drive, we all got to drive wherever we wanted. And then after I drove for 20, Mike would drive for 20 and Jay would. So we would conspire and, and say, well, we want to end here. We had, we, yes. wanted, we wanted to end at the girls Catholic school on the other side wow. <laughs> in, in the morning and like pull up and like see like the girls and our friends over there. Yeah, like so I'm we driving. Would, it's no big deal. We'd, yeah, we'd yeah. all take the My same exact suit. I got that mixtape. Hey, exactly. Up, we'd all take the mm-hmm. same route. And I remember when you drove, you were allowed to, he let us put a tape in the tape deck. And so I used to play Harry Connick Jr. while I was taking driver's ed. Um, and so I, I, I really, really was big into Harry and I, he has like now 40 albums, but I had everyone at the time it was like 18 albums and I, and I started to go see him in concert Yeah. and I wouldn't miss him. And, uh, I remember like I, there was a time where I would wait at the back door to meet him. And I did, like, I met him every time he'd come out, I, I he'd autograph something with me. And then I started to meet people in his band and they would be like, yeah. oh, we're all going to jam 
like he would play like Lincoln Center, and then like they'd be like, "Oh, we're going to jam down at Smalls or down at the Vanguard." Come, like yeah. I met this like, one of his saxophone players. I think this guy Ned. He would invite me down, and and over time I met his buddy, and I used to go down there and watch. Bring your spoons, band, baby. Band jam. <laughs> now fast forward to this day and age. I have, I forget Harry had a daytime talk show for a few mm-hmm. years, and um, we found out that he knew us and he invited us on. Went on, oh hit God, it off it. with him. Went back on the show a few times on his show. Then we were like, let's hang out. He's, he's like, let's go to dinner. So I go to dinner. Him and I said, we become friends. I'm like literally legit friends with Harry now. Like two years ago, he is the head. So in Mardi Gras, they do all these. Par- I just learned about all this, but they do these parades. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like yeah. one night, but it's weeks of parades. And it culminates yeah. with the five biggest crews. They call okay. And mm-hmm. Harry's crew is called Morpheus and it's the biggest crew. And he is the grand, he's the leader of that crew. So he mm-hmm. is like the, he is the king of Mardi Gras essentially. As he should, and and yeah, he sure. throws the biggest party with the biggest parade. And he, two years ago, he invited us. We were his guests at his parade with our own float. In oh my Mardi God. Dreams come true, does Sal. He remember, does he remember Sal on the Spoons? He doesn't remember me, but like I've proven to him like what a fan it was. Sure, you're he, like, I remember this, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like we we legitimately like text. He did a song, he did a cover for us for nothing. We did the move the movie uh, this year. Yes. And in, in the movie, Paul Abdul was in the movie. You guys have I haven't oh really God, talked about icons. this out loud. So you're blowing yeah. my mind because in, in uh, when straight up came out in 1990, Ooh, she was yeah. just crush ever. Oh, and oh yeah. My second my concert was an MTV concert that was co-headlined by her New Kids on the Block and Millie Vanilli. Second <laughs> Power and I, group. I know, and now I'm fucking friends with Paul Abdul. I'm like, what? Like I text, but like, it's wild how, how life works. Are you happy that wow. you've met your heroes? Like, was there anyone Every, that you think was disappointing? All those people I mentioned right now have been gangbusters unbelievable. Um, cool. And to go back to Wu-Tang. Yeah. In the movie, I had to get permission to wear a Wu-Tang shirt. I wore that in the movie. And RZA gave me that permission through channels. But I met Method Man because Colin Jost, who's a friend of mine, did a movie called Staten Island Summer. And Method Man was in it. And when they filmed here, like years back, I went to set and I met Method Man. And I'm telling Method Man what he means to me. Right? Sure. Oh, my God. He must get that so much. Like He it, does. It, <laughs> he such does. A, like, there's such a people are so connected to them. Yeah, you're, sure. you're exactly right. And mm-hmm. uh, I met him and he, I had the show at the time and he had a mm-hmm. nephew and we hired his nephew as a PA. And so he kind of remembered who we were. And then one mm-hmm. time I'm in New Orleans, speaking of, and mm-hmm. I'm in a car driving and I see Method Man walking alone on the street. And it's actually the pictures on my Instagram. And I lower the window. I'm like, man. And he's like, what's up? And we're like, we're Staten Island. He's like, Staten Island. I was like, we're the Impractical Jokers. And he's like, what? <laughs> he goes, stop. And as we stopped the car and jump out, and he's like, yo. And we just say hello. And then he remembered us. So then he's like, yes. let's go to dinner. Let's hang out. So we go to dinner. We end up hanging out that night, have a great time. And then, you know, since then, obviously, every time they come through a concert, I'll go, I'll say hello, I'll see them. Yeah, and then yeah. Just, just last week, we're on the bonfire together. And uh-huh. uh, I got Met's number, Met the friend. So like all these people that were my absolute heroes, that mus- like superstar musicians right now. It's just wild that I actually, and Method Man did a song for us in the movie too. What? Oh, wow. So our idea is- was to have straight, no, what's her song? Um, what's the song? Forever Your Girl, right? You remember, do you know Forever mm-hmm. Your Girl? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had this idea to have the only song 
in the movie be forever your girl no matter when no matter when music played no score yeah yeah yeah, no, yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Every for every emotion, every situation, just keep playing forever your girl, and it would become mm-hmm. funny, not funny, funny, you know. And sure, then we sure, wanted sure, to sure. sell the soundtrack, and we wanted to be the impression soundtrack. And you flip it, and it was eighteen tracks of forever your girl. <laughs> yes. I had this idea. I still think to this day it was my greatest idea I've ever had. And they were like, "That business model will never work. You can't oh, do it." Oh God, these suits! I they totally. Like, so you know what we I mean. actually would like to make money on the soundtrack. So and you're like, but the bit, the bit is so good, though. I know. So you're like, don't we did, step on my punch, guys. Like, I yeah. know. We we got a uh, we met halfway, so we got other artists to do covers of "Forever Your Girl." Okay, I like that. <laughs> so, I like that. So there's still that. only one song. Yes, pretty much. So we had Paula did it. Obviously, she's in the movie. She sang it. Yeah. And then Bon Jovi did a cover of it for us. Harry Connick mm-hmm. did a cover of it for us. And Method Man mm-hmm. wrote a, a verse, verses based on it. Oh my all God. for nothing as a favor oh, wow. to us. Wow. And also, all those people, all those people I mentioned are on the soundtrack. You are the king. Stop pretending you're not the king. You're the king. No, don't say. Listen, if Pete's listening, which I know he does, don't don't say mm-hmm. that about him. He can be the king. I have no. There's room. There's room. Guys, well, let's let's not get crazy. I don't here. want to be the king. <laughs> no, you, sh- you honestly, you shouldn't be the king, um, because that's not right. And mm-hmm. you probably would fight with Pete about that. He would get really mm-hmm. upset, and you don't want to do that because that would cause conflict in your life. And if you're having any conflict in your life, you should be going to therapy. Yes, that's what I, I yeah. do. <laughs> you should. Yeah. And, you know, I actually go to therapy as well. So does Andrea. And I use yes. BetterHelp online counseling because Me it's too. a great app that you can use that has video chat. It has you could use on a phone call. You could text with your therapist. And these are real licensed professional counselors. This is not self-help. It's really great mm-hmm. because you could talk about depression, stress, anxiety. Have you ever had anxiety? Yeah. I'm filled I just, with it. Yeah. I just started it. I mean, if you can't tell I have it right now that I'm just doing a good job. Yeah. Uh, you know, tell family. Me, tell me more, Tracy, please. <laughs> Let me tell you. Anxiety is this feeling that you get where um, it's just like impending doom and you can't stop sweating. That's what right. I heard. I've never really yeah, felt yeah, it yeah. myself. Um, but BetterHelp is so great because everything you share is confidential. And so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. As a listener, you will get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash New York. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health again that's betterhelp help.com slash new york 10 percent off is, uh, of that hour is six minutes of free counseling this is true yeah this is true uh, I, I, I want to slice it up it. it's a good deal however you want to slice it up it really yeah. is um so again prince of staten island don't don't take that away from pete don't give him <laughs> sure. any more anxiety that's sure. not right sure, 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 um sure, sure. i actually I, found- I, I digressed i stopped talking about new york and started talking about my stupid movie no no listen, I- this is what we need to know i actually found a picture of my high school backpack and i'll post this for anyone that's listening to this on audio um you can go into the group only new york podcast on facebook and you'll see yes, the love picture. the group um yeah. and i'll show you guys this picture so this is oh, um shit this is rancid we got this is STP, stone temple baby. pilots uh prodigy everclear corn Dude, I was listening to Prodigy last night on my bike. <laughs> this fucking rips, man. This is Everclear and the Beastie Boys. This was yes. um, this was freshman year. This was 1998, I believe. Yes. Those, yeah, and this great. was um, that was my life. The Beastie Boys. I live for like goth Tracy. Yeah, I love. Oh, and the Beastie Boys. Andrea is yeah. like the biggest um, Beastie Boys fan. 
probably I you, know, love you guys could have boys. a competition. That's my only um that's my one that I'm like, man, I, I was like I almost met Ad Rock once and I was a little too nervous, but like that's the one I would love to know them. I would love yeah, to know. I've seen them in concert like well, they actually times. listen to this podcast. Um so no, I know that they do. So, you know, if you guys are listening, uh My Sal God. really wants to meet you up, guys. Sal. Yeah, we, we got you. Connects. We got yeah, you. Yeah, it's Tracy, guys. Uh please hook Sal up. Um, he needs you to write a cover of a song. We were not, we're not going to say the name, but (laughs) we're going to put it in prose production. (laughs) That's what's going to happen there. It seems to me that you were kind of like the sensitive, the sensitive, like artsy kind of guy. Is that the, the vibe that I'm getting as like a younger person or I guess so. Yeah. I I, I guess you could say, I don't know what's artsy. I, 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 uh, I guess sensitive for sure. I'm still, I mean, I'm like, cry fucking every two days so when oh. did you move to actual new york city like manhattan because you know everyone that listens to this podcast is not from new york so they don't realize like when we say the city we mean manhattan even though we all technically live in new york city yeah yeah so, yeah but i've never lived in new york city so you never lived in manhattan ever Pr- proper no i mean i've worked there every okay. day of my life of 20 years but like um sure i'm, I'm very we're, i'm close i'm like a stone throw so like okay with, with no traffic i can get to the city and like I know my record, my record <laughs> from my record from my, one of my apartments to my front. When I went to go visit my friend at pace, when I was younger, was 12 minutes. Well, actually the Damn. police also listened to this podcast. They, <laughs> they know that you're speeding. Um, guys, yeah, there's gotta listen, be a statute on that. It's Tracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, don't arrest Sal. He's cool. He's cool. People. This is a bit. <laughs> and this he's is. just kidding. So when yeah. you moved out of your parents' house, where did you move? Uh, well, I, I was heavy into selling cocaine. I murdered a couple of people. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, just, I, I have a PBA speed, card. Speeding. I was speeding everywhere. <laughs> You're in the uh, Bronx. Wait, when I moved out of my, where I moved out of my parents' home. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. To a little basement apartment uh, um, in, uh, in South Beach. What uh, does that Santa. mean? Oh, okay. I thought maybe what? it was a real... So we have a beach not on like not on like Coney Island. Okay, are you trying to brag? Is that like a brag when you say not on like Coney so, Island? Well, I'm trying to give you an example of what it was like. It's like beautiful Coney Island. It's tropical. <laughs> it wasn't yes. like it wasn't like any uh, great sand, and it and it wasn't necessarily clean water. Right, and medical. Mm. Just, but mm. but I, and people didn't really use it like they use Coney Island. At least not in my lifetime. But, yeah, I use Coney Island to go on dates. That's how I used it. Yeah, no, no, but no, no, but legit. We have a two and a half mile boardwalk with proper, okay. like a proper, like, you know, there was like a food stand and right next to it was like an amusement park. And in the mm-hmm. back in the day, it was a destination as big as Coney Island, like millions of people flocked here. It was really, like, it was like your Sounds Santa suspicious. Monica pier or what have you. Like it was sure. like, are that. you selling real estate in this area? Now, now I have some, some timeshares that I'd like to talk about. <laughs> this sounds um, not true, but uh, Sal, you know, we're friends and I don't want to insult you. So you keep yeah, telling yeah, the lie sure. on the podcast. <laughs> South Beach. <laughs> I live in how far? South Beach, Staten Island. Yeah, the what, castles what, what, were, until they burnt down, the castle didn't. Um, well, there is a castle in Staten Island. There is a couple of castles, yeah. Yeah, I've yeah, seen them it. from the highway. Really? Yeah, people don't know about us. And we got some hidden gems in here. Yeah. My but, God. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. No, it's good. So, the, so, so we used to also by the beach, 
I mean, this is a long, we're an island. I mean, the beach is the entire, it's like 14 miles long. Yeah, there's yeah, a national, yeah. there's a national park called Gateway. It's huge. And there's it's a covered a, in trash, mm-hmm. a full marina. That part is not. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want to give you, I, I want to say it, but I got to rep it right. It's beautiful. Yeah. And uh, okay. there's a marina okay. and stuff. And um, we would go, there was parking lots there and Midland. So it's mm-hmm. South Beach and then went to Midland Beach and then Fox Beach and then Gateway Beach. And then further out. And um, Midland mm-hmm. Beach was where everyone in high school used to drive and go to the parking lots right outside the boardwalk. At and what night, they do there? Park the car, turn on the lights, and there was keg parties. Oh, and, yeah. And, and all the people used to, and like, it happened when I was little, and it was like a thing that everyone did. It was like a rite of passage in Staten Island. So this yeah, is yeah. actually right on point for your podcast. And then by the mm-hmm. time I got to my time, it was still going. It ended shortly after my college years. They cracked down. Cause there was like, you know, fights and drinking and oh, bottle no. broken glass and things like sure. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was like, you go and you smoke weed and you, and you drink and then people just park their car and you'd find them. Like you'd be like, oh, we're at middle and we're to the back left. And it was dark. Yes. And so people would go and then you'd park next to your friends, open and people would just play their radios. And it was just yeah. groups of people. But it was like basically essentially tailgating. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. nothing. They're, tailgating, car, underage tailgating. Yeah. Car partying is something that I learned more and more about New Yorkers. They do bus partying, like you know, up hang, sm- hanging on the bus, talking to other people. You know what I mean? The driving down the party boulevard. We ever had, you were doing high school bus partying, you know? Yeah. We were right. doing, oh, well, uh, yeah. On the way home from high school. Yes. But yeah, we yeah. also had, uh, we used to have kegs in Cunningham park in Queens. And that was near the high school that I went to. I went to St. Francis prep and the, there was such a big keg party there and everyone got arrested and they brought a city bus in to take all of the people, <laughs> wow, all of the kids to the precinct. Um, so yeah, that was that's so the, the bus cops, party that we had. The cops at some point in the night, what they do is they come in and they just put their flashes on, and then everyone sure. in the car and, and just everyone drive, scatters. Drive, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. but that was like the kids like right now have literally no knowledge of that whatsoever. But it was like I couldn't wait to get old enough to do it. Yeah, so yeah. Like, sure. Um, those things that really were in our, you know peripherals like that were so important to us they don't even exist anymore like everything's turned over like when i was like growing up in rosebank like i would say Staten island was probably like a third less developed than it is right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. so there were fields everywhere and like when yeah. we, used to, we used to be allowed to walk around the neighborhood like that's that's what we did like there wasn't i, I didn't get a nintendo till seventh grade and like nintendo kept me inside but prior to that like I was on foot, like we'd wake up summer break. I'd wake up at nine in the morning and go outside. So I lived in this apartment complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was garden apartments and there was like 10, 15 buildings and we had mm-hmm. our own grounds and our own pool. So all mm-hmm. my friends were all the kids from those apartments. So we sure. were very, we were contained in our own little bubble and we played yeah. man hunt and yes. sports. And we, we had this, like, it was almost like a, our own little snow globe. Like there was no, we were, we had free reign because it was like it wasn't through traffic. So like, right. sure. like grounds, like you know, so the like so our parents felt safe. So anywhere in those grounds, we were allowed to go, and that like really you flourish when that happens. You know, like yeah. you just like, yeah, have this like freedom, but it's still secure. So we used to go in the woods a lot because it was like patches of woods everywhere. Now you're and speaking my language. That's where we would hang out, like in the woods, and like build, like you know, we just hang out there. I remember one time my this kid that i kind of knew you know when you're young you could get a best friend real fast and lose that yeah. best friend. oh yeah <laughs> yeah like, do you want to be my best friend weeks. and they're like <laughs> yeah. sure and it's like done i remember my friend is well this kid billy right he he was a little older than me maybe like two three years but at that time it's a lot 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I remember it was like lunchtime and behind his building, he had a lot of woods and he goes, let's go by my house. I'll make lunch. And I was like, oh, all right. And we go. And it blew my fucking mind. Cause so he was on the first floor and he opened his window, which was his kitchen. So we were mm-hmm. outside and he went inside, but he's just right there in the kitchen and he starts sure. making cheeseburgers. I, I didn't oh, like I, a concession stand. I, yeah. I wasn't even like allowed to cook. I never turned a stove on in my life. Sure. This, this motherfucker is making cheeseburgers. I was like blown away by it. And, and then he gives, he gives me a cheeseburger and there's like a few of us. And, um, we're eating cheeseburgers. It was gross. And then we went to, to he goes, I want to yeah, show you guys. Rummy. It was, it was gross. And uh, yeah. we went, it was like some, it was like a frozen patty, but the shit was gross. I remember. Was it like this, wombat um, meat? Like the, the I, I remember has, like a little day, cartilage like, in it. It was eating yeah. like a, a chewy hockey puck. It was yes. disgusting. That's one bad meat. I was, yeah, I still was impressed. It's a kid cooking. <laughs> it is the kid. I mean, listen, and, how, how old was he though? I think he was probably like, I, from what I remember, maybe he was like 13. Okay. When I, I was 13, I, I was making gourmet meals. So this really? guy, Billy, yeah, yeah, I was always well, cooking. Italian. I, was I used to like cook. Not, I was probably like nine or 10. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. I was very young and I was cooking like full meals for my family constantly. My mom, I mean, she'll probably go to jail when the police les- listen yeah. to this. Yeah. Uh, but when I was like probably like eight years old, I think she left me home. She had to do something with my brother. Maybe she took him to the doctor or something. And she called me and she was like, hey, listen, do me a favor. Can you start dinner? <laughs> she was like, can you make the meat? I was like, yeah, of course I could start dinner. What are you- I'm not stupid. I'm eight. You know what I mean? <laughs> And I was like, oh I just finished the laundry. We always get these little. We always get these little peaks into Tracy's childhood, and everyone's just like silent, like yeah. And she got okay. home. She got home. My father got home from work, and dinner was on the table. I mean, That's this a- is who I've I've been. This person my entire life. This yes. is who I am. I envy you. Mm-hmm. I. It's one thing. One regret I have is never learning to cook. And I wanted to try to. Uh, recently, it's been on my mind. Not to deviate sure. from this last thing I wanted to tell you about the woods, but I was mm-hmm. like, I want to learn how to cook. I know that it's like third on my thing that I love. It's like comedy. And then sure. people are always, they always ask me, oh, if you weren't a comedian. And if I wasn't a comedian, it's without it's, it, it's an interior designer, right? That's like, yeah, I love that. Maybe. And mm-hmm. then right under that, I have no knowledge of it, but I know I would try to be a cook because I just, sure. it's just so much creative leeway there. And I love food, right? So, but so I recently was like, I want to try to start cooking. So I told my girlfriend, I was like, I, uh, this was two days ago. <laughs> I was like, I was Sounds like, like um, I'm having a revolution. It's a whole I new like, chapter. Uh, I want to, I want to help. I want to help tonight. Like cook or whatever. And she's like, are you sure? She's like, okay, <laughs> wash the dishes. Your, your mom was like, your mom's like, can you start dinner? You were eight. Yeah. I, I turned 44 last month and, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to help start dinner. And she's and, like, uh, no. So You're two not nights ago, I was like, I sous chefed it. I like, uh-huh. I was what like, did she let I, you do? I did, um, okay, uh, I diced onions and garlic. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, okay. And, and green onions. And so I made a chopped salad. So I did like olives, green onions and, and uh, avocado and, and, and shit like that. And then I skinned an eggplant. Which you skinned I, it. You mean you peeled I, it? I, I, was it oh, alive? Well, I used wow. the I used the peeler. Yeah, <laughs> I skinned it and peeled it. Yeah, right. Oh my god, that and was then so I, And then I, and then uh-huh. I made it into strips, mm-hmm. and uh, okay. I fried I fried them. I fried them myself. Okay. I, Wait, I know this sounds let, crazy. Let me ask you a question. The eggplant yeah. that you that you skinned. Um, mm-hmm. So now, is it a long, dark purple eggplant, Skin or is it a round, light colored eggplant? It was darker. It was like right. a traditional eggplant. Okay, so I'm just gonna a throw it out here. Eggplant. Here's yeah. a little yeah. tip for mm-hmm. listeners for you. I use the potato girlfriend. peeler. Yes, that's not skinning. That's terrifying. Skinning okay. is when something is alive and you rip its skin off. Um, yeah. But 
I, guess, I, put, no, I, guess I actually just... put war paint on my face. That's I hung true. it from a string mm-hmm. on the ceiling and then I peeled it slowly while I recited then, satanic yeah, so verses. Did it bleed? Did it bleed a lot? <laughs> um, so if you, the next time you use eggplant, if you use a Sicilian eggplant, which are actually the grown in Jersey, um, they almost look like more of like a turnip. It okay. is, they're round instead of long and they're white and light purple. They're a lot less irony and they're sweeter ah. and they give you a little bit less heartburn. Just throwing it out there. Dude, oh. eggplant gives heartburn. Me, gives heartburn. It's acidic, yeah. right? Yeah. Or something. It's, it's too much iron. It's very, this very just got iron. so Italian. I'm I'm in love with it. So no, well, I, I learned a trick. I, she this. told me I had to salt it after we did it. You don't have so to that do it, that with this eggplant. Okay. This well, is I'm like learning. right to I'm the pan. Look yeah. Here. So Here what are. you guys made? Did she, you make she made a she made she made steak. No, this was like a this was for an eggplant, regatta, honey, red chili pepper flake kind of like uh appetizer wow. thing. okay yeah, so okay I, I made that i made that in the salad and then wow. she made the steaks but i'm learning but what um, kind of steak was it it was a filet okay all right yeah. i mean okay. listen you know we we filet okay i'm gonna judge you a little bit on this don't, don't get me wrong um, we, we, we i have all different types of steaks that just right. not, i'm not a, just filet? a filet only filet only yeah. guy it's tender but it's not as, as flavorful i, I know all about it okay. i know about right. i know about the, i know about eating food Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. I just, because I know that a lot of people think that they're fancy, they're going to eat a filet, and it's like, eh. I mean, I would much rather, to be honest with you, my strip i love a strip that's my go-to if i go out it's definitely a porterhouse for two um mm-hmm. and i like to go with someone who doesn't like steak that much <laughs> right, right, like, right, right, right did right, you want right. to try this oh can i tell you um two years ago i got a christmas gift i got steaks for christmas was it omaha yes. steaks they were not why are they okay. really good is that is that i don't like know a, that's just the goats i've heard I, about I, that's those, what, yeah, yeah. yeah i wonder if it's like a real thing or it's just like eh. mm-hmm. but it's these were steaks from lobel's which is his okay, old butcher yeah. shop in new york city and we talked about places to go eat lobel's yeah. steaks are the best steaks i've ever had in oh, my entire so life these are right prime now. cuts of meat lobel's is a oh. prime butcher shop i mean yes. it is it's like it's like been around 60 something years it's family run and you yeah. think like i've i've i eat i travel i eat I've tried many steaks. I've tried steaks that were real expensive because I got, I got pitched that this is this ja- Wagyu and this, oh, this Wagyu w- beef, yeah. Kobe yeah, 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 and all yeah. that stuff. And I've been disappointed. And I got these steaks and I tried them. And I was like, the only other steak I had that rivaled it was in um, San Antonio, Texas. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Where there's cattle farms. At a place called mm-hmm. Te- Tejas, I think it was called. Uh, yeah, actually, it was at a it was at a ranch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Texas the, has great steak. The two best steaks yeah. I've had. Um, so Lobel's. I mean, you gotta you gotta try. I mean, it's, it's pricey, yeah, but keep treat it classic. yourself. Listen, yeah, treat I'm gonna yourself. tell you something about steak. Absolutely, if you love yourself, um, you need to get real prime meat. That's what it is. I yeah. mean, there are certain things that you have to spend a lot of money on, and there's certain things you don't. And meat is kind of one of them. Although, For sure. I will suggest the lamb chops from Costco. There well, you let me tell you, I don't eat lamb and I know that's crazy because I know people love it, but it's I will tell you, I will vouch for Costco. Costco yeah. has good meat. Tra- oh, Trader, 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 for Christmas? Trader Joe's and then Costco, like Kirkland and all like they, 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 they Costco, you so you get surprised, but I've been at events and affairs and whatever families homes. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And they go Costco. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my like, mom really? is Costco. I go, let me guess. Yeah. Trader Joe's so is Costco. my mom. Yeah. yeah. 
That's what my mom, <laughs> my mom goes is to Costco. jamming with Billy Joel and going to Costco. Yes, I, this I is love going. Well rounded. Oh my god, it's the best. And now with the masks, I go. I put a hat real low. Oh, it's so mask, good. I put my no one knows who you are. Real high, mm-hmm. and I just go. And like, I just, I love, but there's no samples now during COVID. So that is kind of the, yeah, no, I I don't really, I don't really rock the samples anytime, but really, uh, but there's something about, there's something, yeah, there's something about seeing Uh, products in bulk like that, that it's just appealing. I know. And you go in, so when I go to Costco, I have my own card, of course, because again, I've had this Tracy has her cart from home. (laughs) (laughs) I'm uh, no, I'm my car drive up in my car. I have a (laughs) card. Oh, I thought you brought your cart. I fully believed it. Yes. Tracy like pulls out of the back of her car. No, I go into Costco. You you had a kid. Did your family have a cart growing up? Because my family, everyone I knew had at one point or another stole a cart from a shopping. No, I think that that's more of like um, apartment living because you have to bring it in the elevator. Right. The, the we stuff? had steps. We were a walk up. Yeah, yeah, like we didn't have any steps. Yeah, yeah. We drove right into it. Was oh, like the just, little cart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. we we lived in a palace where you just drive the car right into the kitchen and it just like the wall. No, I'm kidding. Um, but no, we didn't have a cart. So I go into Costco and I'm like, I just need paper towels because they really do have the best paper towels. Kirkland brand mm-hmm. paper towels are like I'm second to none. They're beautiful. Like the size. Sometimes I got them downstairs. Sometimes mm-hmm. my mom tries to trick me and she gets me um you know paper towels from BJ's and I'm like, mm-hmm. mom. We're not poor. Stop Don't doing that. Bullshit me. <laughs> BJ, I want. I, I mean, BJ's and Sam's. They got to be kind of very similar, right? I think Sam's and Costco are, are brother and sister. Okay. Yeah, but BJ's brand, the Berkeley and Jensen, not impressive on the. Paper is that towels. what it is? I didn't even yeah. know that. Wow, Berkeley God, and... such a deep cut paper towels <laughs> reference. Berkeley so yeah, no, you go in for the paper towels and then you're like, well, I could use about 100 uh, metal pans that are disposable because I might be catering a christening tomorrow, right? Yes. That's it. In Costco I and feel Target, like you... that happens to me. Yeah. And yeah. then I'm like, I do need an entire side of beef because when you butcher it yourself, you save so much money. Yeah. And really, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm spending $800 now, but in the long run, it's mm-hmm. saving me. And this right. is what happens. And especially because we live in New York City, right? We're not like going to these Walmarts and we're not like going to these big box stores as much as people outside of New York City. So when no. we as New Yorkers go to a Costco, we're overwhelmed with joy. Yeah. I agree. And I, I, I don't get to these. My life changed a little bit in the fact that like uh, it can be annoying if because I'm in the public to go to these places. Right. Sure. effectively effectively i used to love doing that and effectively it's kind of been removed from my repertoire really right like, but now okay, masks so, the masks yeah. is, i mean obviously I, you know I, I wish we didn't have covid but like the masks <laughs> have given me ironically new life because yeah i i get to walk around i went to outlets yeah i i haven't been to outlets in a cool decade and i and i and i and i went one day and i was like I was like, this is what this feels like again. Like, I just missed it so much. You're the everyman. So your yeah. leisure suit's on. You've got your mask on. You're Honestly, back to basics. I can no. relate to um, the mask, not because I get recognized so much in public. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes, but I like that everyone's just wearing a mask. I've wanted everyone to wear a mask for so <laughs> Tracy, many years. this is your mental illness. No, is, I, okay. I hate the masks. I wear them, but no. come on. Uh, let me tell you something. I have wanted 
<laughs> and and really, years and years ago, the Asian people in New York City have worn masks, right? Oh, they, they rocked them. I think they. Oh. I, don't know if it was, I don't know if it was like leftover from SARS or whatever. Like yeah, yes, it is. But yeah. they but they stuck with it. They became they my stuck cultural. With it. Yeah. Yes, they stuck with it. And I used to say, like, I wish this was socially acceptable for me. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if I wished COVID into existence. And I feel bad for that. I do. I but got now, COVID, Tracy. How dare I you? Know. Listen, Andrea, this is you did it for me. And um, <laughs> I'm the I really like I feel so much better because I'm like, all of a sudden, you know, they're giving you these these recommendations, like stay home if you're sick. And I'm like, yeah. Like, why is this new? Um, right. And now we get to wear masks. And I'm like, oh, finally, finally, I you are all that. on my level. I thought mm. that because I thought that, like, even when this trickles away, hopefully, and like, yeah. you know, we, I don't think anyone, I think that you could wear a mask now, maybe forever. And people would just be like, oh, that's just someone being extra right. careful. She's it just, is, she, it she is what it is. Post-traumatic stress disorder from yeah, it COVID. Is, it, is, it is what it look is. At this. So, look at these fucking germaphobes being like, oh, <laughs> soon we can just wear them wherever. Let me tell I you. drink my own urine and no one will question it. <laughs> when, when Vice did my documentary about OCD uh, and germaphobia, I don't think that they understood, like even, even um, the crew, like, you know, they're coming into this, obviously they know what they're coming into. I don't think they really realized what they were coming into. And yeah. then when COVID hit, they called me cause we had filmed it before COVID and they called me and they were like, are you okay? And I'm like, no. <laughs> You, I did, you had a documentary done? Yeah, they did a, they did a vice documentary about my germophobia. Yes. I'll send you the link over. Oh my I loved God. it. I and I also so was bad. like, yeah, Tracy gets Tracy is one of the most organized, hardworking people I've thank ever you. met in my life. Oh my you God, get so you. much done. You are incredible. Thank and you. when I watched this documentary, I was like, how the fuck does she have time? She's cleaning fucking doorknobs 17 times. Like, how do you yeah, fit I it just, in? Amongst I actually all right this? next to me. I just got a case of the Purell spray because it was it was back in stock on Amazon. And I just mm -hmm. love this Purell spray. You'll see it in the documentary. Everyone knows about my mm -hmm. Purell spray mm -hmm. now. And it just mm -hmm. it brings me life. Um, Sal, you're a fellow germaphobe. I've known this about you for a very long time. So what was your first apartment like? Yeah, was it I, dirty? Was it disgusting? No, never, ever, ever. You could You've walk never lived somewhere gross, right? Yeah. No, you walk into my house nearly any moment and it'll be, it'll be ready for company. I love uh, that. Yeah, I, I had, I had, you say Purell, uh, te about 10 years ago, uh, I was bartending uh and uh this place i worked at and i had my birthday came up and so my friends and co-workers and customers they threw me a party and they mm -hmm. baked they baked me a, a purell bottle cake um, okay so now let me ask you a question now this is a real germaphobe question did mm -hmm. you eat it or did you not eat it because you don't know what their houses are like I ate it because my cousin, my cousin made it. Okay, so you knew, so you knew yeah, that it was. He made it with. He made it with a, a, a friend, a girlfriend. But I knew oh, where it came from. So I'll have people so visit it, me, like at a show, and they'll bring me home, baked goods from home. Uh -huh. And I, I say that you're a sweetheart. I will, I will never touch this ever in my life. Do you tell I them said, right to their face? I said I'll take it. I'll give it away. I said I cannot right. eat this. I, I don't know you. I cannot eat this. I wow. absolutely. So thank you. So, if you I'm don't so know the house where it's been made, you can't. <sighs> No. Listen, I got to tell you, this is this is a little Wild. bit controversial. Now, the, mm -hmm. the holidays just passed and I want to say something. Um, and again, this might not have anything to do with the podcast, but here we are. Mm -hmm. I uh, I've gotten cookies from friends mm -hmm. and uh, well, from or acquaintances. And mm -hmm. you've seen family photos of them. 
Mm-hmm. And I'll look at a family and I've thrown out the cookies because I've seen a family friend. <laughs> family friend, uh, I, I probably wouldn't go that far. But if, if I don't know you. Acquaintance, acquaintance, like they send cookies, you know. Maybe so wait, so with. you see the photo and you're like, I don't know about this. Like you your kids look shady. filthy. Your kids look filthy. That's what I'm saying. And I've thrown it's them always in the garbage. With the kids, always it's with always, the kids. You're you. wide. Okay. And also you're telling me that your kids helped you make these cookies. Red flag. Nope. Unless it was Tracy at eight years old, I'm yeah. not buying it. Hell no. Where are those kids' fingers going? Everywhere, probably. Everywhere. Think oh, about yeah. it. And I don't they just mixed it. Everything. Ugh. They licked their hand. Oh, anyway, thank you for understanding, Sal. I really, I feel so connected to you. And I've also never lived somewhere disgusting. <laughs> I oh know. my God. I've lived you know, so uh, many disgusting places. It's actually really hard to, um, let me think about this. When I moved out of my house, when I moved into that basement apartment, mm-hmm. I was the first person to live in that basement apartment. Ooh, that was so that was a crispy basement, brand new. It was a crisp basement. When I moved out of that basement apartment, I moved to a, a three-bedroom little apar- apartment. But my parents, my dad was in between selling his home and moving to another home. And he uh-huh. lived, he rented this place for seven years. So my dad was the prior per, my dad and stepmom lived there right. okay. before I moved in there. So that was a safety zone. Now, did you yeah, have roommates yes. ever? Never. Thank you. Ne- never Same. in my entire life. Same. I don't, I don't, um, I liked living alone. And oh, for I sure. Like, I yeah, like we everything all do. in my way. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I, I love having company and I, and, sure. I, and I love rooming with friends like on vacation, but I wouldn't, I, I, I think I might have missed having a roommate. I think I would have enjoyed it. But honestly, if you just had to tell me one or the other, I'd pick living alone. Well, I've, sure. I've lived alone um, almost forever besides, you know, living with my quarantine mate at this point in my life. But the only like roommate that I've ever had is, you know, like Tim Dillon sleeping on my couch. Like that was, right. that's the end of my roommates, but I've never I would had like- love Well, if you're going to have a roommate, a that's, a, that's a banger. That was- <laughs> To watch Tracy we and had... Tim Dillon cohabitating. Can, is I'll tell you a little bit what it was like. To watch. Yes, please. it was like I um, am fascinated. Laying on the couch at him. night and uh, you know, like just like almost falling asleep. Tracy, and then it's like That's Tracy, so you know that the prime mortgage rates are going up like crazy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right. Do you think the rich are going to take over soon? And I'm like, oh God. All right. Um, it's great. It's great. Yes or yes. Yes or yes. Yes or yes. <laughs> and that's kind of what my, I mean, listen, it was a great, it was a great time in my life, but um, I've never had like an official, official, like we live together. You have no choice roommate. Because Your I don't only think- life partner has been Tim Dillon. <laughs> It was it's different. <laughs> I mean, I loved him to this day. I loved him. I adore um, him <laughs> on the record. But um, no, I've never I don't think. See, now you're saying like I could live with or, or I could room with people on vacation. Nope, I can't. Not no. interested. Uh, my, my, my close friends. Close. Yeah. Yeah. Very few. And also you're saying like you like people in your house. How do you know if they weren't sick? Now, this is pre COVID times, right? Do you ask, like, if your friends have kids, are you going to say, like, hey, how, how, how have the kids been? Are they well? So, okay. So I don't really let anyone in my house that I don't know well. And mm-hmm. also, um, I, I wouldn't, like, pre-screen them in that way. But if someone's here and they cough or sneeze, I go, are you sick? Right, and, but now, um, you're, now it's too late, Sal. No, 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 it's not. My God, I feel no, like no. I'm in the What do you do at that point? My, okay, so inmates. I come over. I come well, over. Yeah. Usually I'm, they go, no, no, I'm not sick. And I'm like... All right. And I go, I literally, I'll go like, you swear, like you promise you're not sick. Okay. But like, what if I'm lying to you? 
Well, I really hope this someone is, is if you're in my house, listen, I know you that listen, well. There's okay, a so, psychologist listening to this right now. Tracy's like, what do you how do you know? You don't know. OK, I, I come in. The wealthy are going to take over. Do you see the mortgage rates, Tracy? And I say, Sal, um, I'm if not really sneezes. sick. I think it's like I think it's like allergies or something. I don't know. I mean, I go, started. I, well, I, well, I'm, I, I feel like I, if I have anything, I have a decent emotional IQ and I could like read people and stuff. And if I could feel like you were bullshitting me, I probably would, uh, I probably would say, oh, okay. And then I would make sure that I don't go near you for the rest of the time at your, my house. Okay. Well in yeah. the future, and then you clean up afterwards. I always. would disinfect. Yeah. Uh, in the future, you could always ask, this is a really cool trick that I've learned over the years. Um, I don't care about anyone. You light kids. someone on fire. Okay. <laughs> you hit them. <laughs> I don't, I literally don't care about anyone's kids. I mean, you know, I hope they're okay, but I don't want to like, I don't want to like interact with them. But what you do is if you oh, have I, friends, especially with children, you ask them how the kids are constantly. And it mm -hmm. appears that you care about the kids, but really you're just you're screening. You're yeah, digging. You're digging. You're like, how's, mm -hmm. how's Alice been? Any stomach viruses? <laughs> you get specific. Yeah. Hey, let's go over Alex's chart. Um, yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I'm the opposite. Cause I, 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 I love I, when they bring their kids here, I they'll come to my house. I'll play with their kids for four hours and they, they leave. All right. Well, so, if I have a kid, you're the yeah. guy. I just mm -hmm. wrote that down in my notes. Mm -hmm. So, uh, cause I'm not interested. I'm going to leave it at a firehouse. Um, <laughs> but that's just, all right. So you've never lived anywhere gross. Um, no. And, and then from that house, I moved to this house and I was the first person in this house. Oh, yeah. And then um, before I moved out, the, my parents' house, they had just bought that house. And the one before that, they had just bought that house. And the one before that, um, my mom got remarried and he had just bought that house. And then the one before <laughs> that, I live with my grandparents who lived there for 50 years. And they so, bought the house. The only house I've ever really lived Always in. Always fresh houses. Someone lived in before me was the apartment buildings I lived in when I was right. little. Is there a contractor just following your family? <laughs> no, there just weren't. There's nothing extravagant or anything like that. But it's just, just building. like. Yeah, <laughs> building townhomes. Exactly across right. Staten well, Island. So New York City is so filthy and insane. I guess my question to you is like, have you ever been in a situation, number one, where you're like, holy shit, this is such a New York City moment, or two, an experience where you were like, I'm so uncomfortable in like the situation that I'm in and I can't get out. Has there ever in, been one in the, of those? In the, con in the context of being in someone's home or? A just in New York just City. Just in like general, in New York City. Oh, just as, as far as like. Yeah. Uh, this is gross, disgusting. Yeah, yeah, is. yeah, yeah. How did a guy New take York a shit is so disgusting. Who, <laughs> where was this? Were, were you in the bathroom? Well, no, I was in Washington Square Park. Washington Square Park. There we I was go. Watching, I was watching two guys play chess. And then <gasps> one guy came right next to it, dropped his pants, took a shit in a bush right in front of us, pulled his pants up, walked away. Other guys oh. kept playing chess. Yeah, no one cared, right? I did cared. He, did he do that thing yeah. where um, he, he kicked the dirt over the, like the dog <laughs> not, suit? Not that I recall. No. Actually, we, actually, we were filming Jokers, and, okay. um, and it was early days, and we were like just in between whatever. Because right, you guys on. did a lot of stuff in Washington Square Park. We did initially, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, so much so stuff goes down in break. Washington Square Park. So yeah. much stuff. We actually yeah, stopped yeah. filming there because it was just too much. It was, it's too distracting. Washington Square had too many bits happening independently all the time that you're like, yeah. I can't, it's too much. Andrea, I'm not even exaggerating. You're 100% correct. I, That's I, so you, crazy. You have, you have, you know, people screaming at each other, people, yes. a marching band, like yeah. people in the fountain. There's a protest. There's people Always selling, with the fountain. selling good services and, and clothing. <laughs> there's people playing chess. There's people taking a shit. A fight breaks out. There's, I <laughs> yeah. mean, there's people, there's people on like, 
you know, on like, you know, rollers, the skateboarders, it's, it, 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 it's, it's a cacophony of, it, yeah. it, it's insane. And every yeah. time it, it worked out for us initially, yeah, and, yeah. But then as people started to see us and see the camera crew more and they got keen to it, sure, they tried sure. to sabotage us because they had nothing better to do. And yeah, like, yeah. They would keep sabotaging our shoots and we're like, eh, F this park. This we anymore. loved it, but it's too much now. But yeah. if you want a slice of New York. Yeah. Yes. I think if you want to come from somewhere else, I think take a, a pit stop at Washington Square Park. And when he oh, says pit stop, he means take a poop right in the bushes. A shit stop. Yeah. Okay. A shit stop. Hello. <laughs> um, you heard I, it here from Sally Spoons first. <laughs> the last time I was in Washington Square Park was right after the election, the day that it was announced that Biden had won. And I didn't know that it was going to be as like jubilous mm -hmm. and people out on the streets. I don't, I can't even the euphoria and like the cartoonish nature of this scene in Washington Square Park was just like, it was like old gay couples making out. Well, you're right People in the village. It's a very liberal running area. Through the fountain. Sure. Yeah, and College like, Oh my God, all these beautiful young people just like spraying champagne. Everyone's queer. Everyone's gorgeous. Like it was. Everyone's COVID free. Totally. <laughs> Everything's listen, fine. I had, listen, I had COVID. I was like spit in my mouth. Trump's out. <laughs> yeah, but that's also your thing. That's also your yeah, favorite. Sure. And I'm, and I, <laughs> you know, that's my own. Andrea is on. King. Andrea is actually on an app specifically for that. So that's a different thing that we'll. Guys, but if you want to. Check that out in the show notes. Yeah, check, check out my field profile. But yeah, it really was. I, I've obviously, I used, I went to college in the city and I went to college close to Washington Square. So I, and, and obviously comedy, like I have a very, everyone loves Washington Square Park, but I've, I have not seen it in like this before. I felt like I was on, on acid at this. Yeah, I'll, ne I'll never forget yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I personally was home and I heard the cheering and I was like, is it seven o'clock? I was so confused. I was like, what happened? Because yeah. obviously, um, you know, I was sleeping in late. It was a Saturday, right? Um, sure, and I was like, sure. oh, I don't know if it's seven o'clock, if this is an essential thing. Um, so, Sal, you're in New York City and you were working uh, downtown, all the way downtown. Yeah. And then how did you break into doing what you do now? Comedy and the TV show? Yeah, I was doing um, sketch and improv and, and writing, trying to write for TV and stuff like that from like a young age, like from mm -hmm. like, I started improv in high school and then in college I did it more and I went to some acting classes, did a little bit of mic, did some mics. I've always really wanted to do it. And then mm -hmm. um, then I started doing improv and sketch and I I was working in, in at Prudential for four or five years. I knew I didn't want to do it. So I like bowed out well, they were having cuts and I volunteered. You, you were know. like, oh, you can lay me off. Is that cool? They yeah, were giving yeah, a yeah. severance and everything. And yeah, I was like, I, I know I don't want to be here. My heart's not in this. And so yeah. I, I was like, let someone keep a job. So I left and I started, I went to bartending school because I figured that flexible schedule, way more sure. different vibe and I could sure. be around like that and I could work on comedy and I would always work on comedy no matter what because I love it and then if something happens fine and if not I'll learn the bar business and maybe buy a bar because I wanted to be my own boss and I sure. wanted to do something creative that I could like I could cultivate something you know what I mean sure. yeah and so I did that and then I kept doing the comedy and I grew the bar and I learned the bar scene and I bought a bar with a couple of friends and then two months after I bought the bar we landed the show I've had like five, four or five failed things, shows before it and plenty yeah. of other failures, but we got it yeah. two months after. And that was just like, uh, we're winning the lottery and I didn't know what to do because mm -hmm. yeah. I just sunk all my savings into the bar and you have yeah. to put, when you start a business 24 seven and 
same same thing with the show. I'm not gonna win this lottery of getting on TV and then not put sure. my sure. Be like, Those actually, guys, I bought a bar. Uh, I have seven partners. Yeah. I'm actually gonna take <laughs> this opportunity. But I mean, good luck with the show. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So no, so it was just kind of like persisting and and being ready when the opportunity came. And then um, on the heels of the show when I finally made the leap and only did the show for a living. And I said, I'm going to commit myself to entertainment and to comedy and stuff. And then I was like, well, now's the time. Then I started doing stand up again, like hardcore, like in a way that I hadn't done it earlier, mm-hmm. which I really, I really wish at this point I, I didn't get a fine. I, I wouldn't give up the people I met in college that are my friends to this day. But like, if I had it all over, like I wouldn't have went to four years of college and got a finance degree. I just would have started sure. doing stand up sure. at 17, yeah. but you can't live like that. So I'm happy. I'm just happy I'm right. here now. You know what I mean? Every, like, so. Everything yeah. that we do brings us to where we're supposed to be. And I think that, um, you know, school isn't wasted. I mean, Andrea a little bit, but, you know, school isn't wasted. <laughs> yeah. I know fashion. <laughs> just I worked kidding. in fashion for five years. Ah, we so we all have to. My girlfriend and my first girl, like I, I've been around. Did you go to, did you go to school here? Did you go to, because they. Yeah, I went to Parsons. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Great. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they went to FIT, actually, two of them. Ooh, my rival. Was it a rival? Yeah, it's like it's like a fashion school rival, which is the most hilarious type of rivalry that you can have. But like Parsons (laughs) is the hoity-toity, you know, more trustafarian kind of school. Um, And FIT is is a state school, I think, technically. Yeah, Um, Yeah, it is. FIT is a great... When I worked in fashion, I would always hire FIT students because they actually knew they had technical skills and they were like hardworking. You know what I mean? Parsons, right. you're getting someone coming in an hour late with their iced coffee being like, Oh That's my you. God. That was you. Hi. Yeah. And I was like, I was already you. fill that role. So <laughs> I need someone who can actually do like, I need someone who's going to work. Not me. I want someone yeah. who's not me. <laughs> I'm exist, you know, be a high concept piece of art and I need you to sew. So <laughs> what was your uh, degree? Um, I did a double major in communication design and uh, and graphic design. So, oh, wow. or, sorry, communication design, graphic design, business, like communication and graphic are kind of the same thing. But okay. I just like, I, I moved to New York. I moved to New York when I was 18 and I always just wanted to be in the city. Like I had visited as a young person and just been like, this has such an energy and everything's happening here and I want to be here. The people here live freely and there's like just an individuality and like an energy to it that I was always drawn to um and then you know I went to school and I I I I love fashion as an an expression I think it's a very interesting art form a lot of it is garbage um just like any creative industry like any art yeah like yeah exactly like really are you really buying this piece of like a lot of the couture (laughs) stuff is just like I don't know, but anyway. Well, I only, I actually only wear high couture, so. Is that- I, I you, yeah. you are. That's where I got this sublime you and your t-shirt. Uggs, I love it. I love it. You know, that's where you know that's I've been shopping mostly. Um, I mean, you know, couture. But that's if your clothing is an expression of who you are. It doesn't matter how sure. expensive it is. You're communicating to other people like what you want them to see from you. So that that part of it I really loved. But as I started working in fashion. Um, you know, I worked for high end. I did production. I was, I was with factories all the time. It was like an incredibly time consuming and just crazy industry. And I started to realize it wasn't what I wanted to do. So then, and I started doing stand up at night and podcasting on the weekends. And I kind of just realized like something's got to give, I can't have three parallel careers and mm-hmm. I don't love 
fashion it like I don't care about it in the way that I used to um so it just fashion was competitive so she decided to move into stand-up comedy (laughs) I'm like I need to move from one insane industry to another (laughs) insane it's a sure thing um Sal the real Mm -hmm. questions are coming right now yeah Mm -hmm. best pizza in Staten Island oh man dude on record uh... baby Damn it. We could talk it out. We could talk it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to it's tough. It's tough. Mm -hmm. I know. I understand. Um, And uh you if you if you've heard of this discussion before, a lot of people, we have some really big staples. Mm -hmm. I'd say like amongst my top five, uh, probably the same as everybody else's. I really love Joe and Pat's. Yep, Joe and Pat's is great. Danino's Mm -hmm. uh Lee's Tavern. Uh I really like Nunzio's. Mm-hmm. These, these are ones from one before me, even before my time. Okay. Like Gun to your head. Last piece of pizza you're ever going to eat in Staten Island. Least Tavern. Okay. All right. All right. It, um, might, it might not even be the best, but it's. It's just what you like the best. It's my, it's, it's like my most good. like treat. Yeah. My like. Now what about Manhattan? Yeah. It's a uh, Joe's. Joe's pizza. Ah, uh, uh, Joe's. Sal, what happened to you? What's wrong jo- with you? Joe's is my favorite New York traditional slice. You like cardboard? Oh, you're in the minority there, babe. I'm sorry. I'm not into mm-hmm. Joe's at all. Tracy um, hates Joe's. I, 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 like, I, Joe's for, hate I like Joe's, Joe's for the hang, but I don't know if it's my favorite pizza. Today, uh, today, uh, around actually this month is the anniversary, the two-year anniversary of when I saw Nas in Joe's Pizza. And I, uh, I was like, are you Nas? And he's like, no. And I, <laughs> and I said, you're a liar. And he said, no pictures. I was like, no one asked to take a picture with you. And that's that was that really your exchange <laughs> with Nas. Yeah, you, said, know if it was him. you said that to him like that. He's the heat. Talk about the king. Yeah, I know. By the way, Nas owns a restaurant. Nas owns restaurants in New York, um, a, a chicken and waffle restaurant mm-hmm. called Sweet. Is it Sweet Chick? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been to it. Oh, so in, in, uh, Williamsburg? Yeah, one in Williamsburg. Yeah, yeah. Williamsburg, oh, one in LIC. Yes, yeah. Nas owns it. Like I loved, I well, just he's an found that place and, yeah. and loved it. What? Yeah, whatever. And then I was like, wait, Nas? Yeah, well, next time you see him, tell him you know me because unpleasant. No, I, I, I didn't care. I will say sometimes when like people go like, are you whatever, like a little loud. And I'm Did just like, no? it's, sure. oh, I was, I was very, it's more coming from like a, I just I don't want any attention, so I go. Oh, I get it. Oh I yeah, I know. Like, I wanted. I didn't want. To I look like him, and then sometimes you'd be like, "Nah, you're him." <laughs> you know, you're him, and I'm just like, "All right, what am I going to say?" <laughs> Kiss me on the mouth. I know who you are. Um, so other New York. I like Arturo's. Did you ever go to Arturo's? Yeah, it's on Houston, and and like it's a, it's actually they have like a piano in there, and it's a little neighborhood place, and it's like a little service bar. And if you ever been there, they don't sell. I, yeah. But, okay. I mean, I feel like all pizza in Manhattan is kind of okay. 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 Uh, there's I nothing love, that I'm uh, driving to the city for. If you're just saying Manhattan, because Defaro is really good in Midwood. Sure. Um, I like uh, I, I like Luzo's is good in, in Luzo's Brooklyn. Luzo's is great. Yeah, Luzo's is great. Um, everyone loves Lucalia. It's good. You yeah. Know, there's a place called Flower and Oak on Staten Island. Mm-hmm. That's actually my new favorite pizza interesting it's, it's my newest oh, it's it's like okay. my favorite it's like i think has even like has surpassed or is right on the level with my my all-time favorite pizza I it's on Minthorn Street. nothing to fuck with okay yeah 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 they actually have a wu-tang clam pie 
Yeah, well, that's all we needed to hear. There we go. Yeah. That yeah. is all we, we need to hear. Other places, what are your staples in New York City? You're in Manhattan, you're in Brooklyn, wherever you are. What, I mean, what are your favorite places to go? What, what are, are talking, your favorite meals? Oh yeah, we're talking food? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah, forget everything else. Okay, yeah. So, um, well, I eat out, I go to, I mean, are we talking like, uh, what are we what talking What are your staples? Like, what are you, what are like, you? Like, like, like fast food, hole in the wall, like people- Anything, might, anything. Might like where know, am I gonna like go? I'm naming my favorite restaurants that everyone knows anyway. No, me and you, we're hanging out and I'm like, I know Sal's gonna wanna go here. Give me the category. Give me, I'll give you, you give me the category, I'll give you the place. Like, I, you know, like if you want to- Mid-priced, I'll, I'll be, they have takeout, but you could sit down. They have takeout. Uh, takeout, like, I don't know. Okay, for me, I'll tell you what I like. I yeah. love Veselka pierogies. Oh, I mean, that's, oh, we, we film there. I love Veselka. Oh, I love Veselka. Veselka has a lot of places that film there. Home Always. run. I'm going there. I'm getting the matzo ball soup. Yes. Yeah, yep. 100%. <sighs> So good. Get the pierogies. Yeah. Oh, she's in arugula pierogi. Definitely. Twenty four seven. That place. I love it to pieces. Absolutely. Oh, a cappuccino. Um, look at all the people. That this that entire fun. neighborhood, I think, has the best food. I'm really I mean, into cats. Got to get cats. Cats. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's not my thing, but yeah. Delish. Oh man, a nice roast beef and cheese on rye with mustard or something like that. It's I not rare know. enough for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're talking okay. that kind of vibe then? Yeah. Just like, mm-hmm. what are your favorite things to eat? Forget price. Forget you know. Uh, okay. Well, because I feel yeah. like most of people's favorite things are not an exclusively fancy restaurant. Yeah, I like those two, but there's there's accessible ones like that that aren't fancy, but like a hard right. like Mama Fuku is like a really good. Sure. Um, they have like five restaurants now. I've never had mm-hmm. a bad meal there. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the quality chain of like, did you go to Don Don Angie Mm-mm. in the village? Mm-mm. Oh God, no. Don Angie is great Italian. Um, you ever go to uh, Prime Quality Meats? Yes, quality of course. Yeah, yeah. And they have Quality, quality Eats, <laughs> which is a much more uh, casual. Actually, Quality Eats is not far from like the cellar area. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. This unbelievable food. Um, mm-hmm. There's a place on Houston called uh, Emilio's Bellato that's Italian mm-hmm. that not yeah. a lot of people know about, but they do really good Italian. Um, there's a place called, uh, oh my God, I'm going to forget it. And I love it. It's an Italian deli on Ninth Avenue. Uh, oh man, they have, the, they have the best sandwiches. It's like a- oh. Oh, oh, I got to get the name of it for you guys. Now I feel terrible because I would love to shout them out. But they make these fresh, the, the bread's unbelievable. Then they put this fig spread on it. Ooh, I pres- love a good fig spread. With prosciutto and their, their homemade fresh mozzarella and like a little mm. arugula with a little like sweet balsamic Say on there. it's low. Yes. And then they make their own homemade cannolis with this, the cream that's not traditional. It's like their own cream. It's like, it's a one-two punch that I always love getting. Oh. Uh, sal- it's is this uh, Sergimino? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Sergimo. 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 Did you just look up Sal? I did. did. I go- I, mm-hmm. Let me tell you. You're what so I good. It would have bothered mm-hmm. me all day. Mm-hmm. Big mm-hmm. spread Sergimos. Ninth Avenue. Boom. Yes. That's, you did my, not, and you got it. My, yep. It's the number one. It's the number, number one. Yep. And they make yep. a kick-ass bowl of chicken noodle too. Oh, I, all right. You know what? I biked, I was biking through Astoria last night and I went past the Sandwich King. You know, the it's like a Queens old school uh, bodega, cash only, makes great sandwiches. I'm going to look this up so I can shout it out because that's one of my favorite places. And See, I, I mean, owned. it's hard here because um, I'm gluten free now. So I'm okay. Uh, yeah, this is this has been a really Clinton Street Bakery is great too. Oh, I love Clinton Street pancakes, Bakery. and they do a pizza. I think a, a nice square. Do in they? There. 
Sal, when you're cooking next time, you should try the Clinton Street Bakery pancake recipe. That, lots, that's of what, lots of technique. Oh, okay. I got two more places for you. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Clinton Street, okay. um, you got to get for brunch. You got, you're going to get a line. Blueberry pancake. Try, try it. Get online there and try it. But I have mm. a better pancake than Ooh. theirs. It, it was a place called 100 Acres, and now it's called Shuka. It's okay, on uh, okay. it's on Spring Street, right by Sixth Avenue, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, it's the be- it's amazing brunch. But they made these orange zest ricotta pancakes mm. that I Ooh. I tasted those things, and I'm I like pancakes like the next person, but these were not that. These were right. like something that were elevated, where I oh. I was so nervous that they would take it off the menu <laughs> that after like my fifth time there, I had a heart to heart with the waiter, and I said. <laughs> Would you talk to the chef and ask him to give me this recipe? Because the day you take this off the menu, is my life's going to change. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. I actually understand that, yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't even easy. They like didn't want to do it right away, but then they were like, you know what, we'll do it. And they gave me the recipe, but it was the recipe mm. for the for the bulk, for like the restaurant. Yeah, you have yeah, to. Yeah, 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 I yeah. tried to recreate it. Um, not me, but <laughs> my, sure. my girlfriend has tried to do me the favor of recreating it, and we have not gotten it right. So we're going to keep Sal. Send yeah. me the recipe. I went to culinary school. I can yeah. help you with this. Tracy as a nine-year-old could do this. <laughs> I will you know send what you. Know I mean? Yes. It's, it's all by weight. It's all by weight. Know, you won't know what they tasted like in the restaurant. I this don't, but I know I know as far as like weight goes, like okay. what should be edited. Okay. I'm going I'm to outsource you. this to you. They, they now, it's now called Shuka. It's a little bit more Mediterranean and they, they have lemon p- pancakes on the menu, but it's just not mm. the same. That's a classic. Mm-hmm. The lemon regatta pancake. I'll tell you yeah. my favorite lobster roll in the city. And I don't know if I think there's, a, there's, a, there's even a close second. It's Ed's Lobster Bar on Spring Street. Oh, okay. Uh, it's it's oh. right below, like uh, maybe like it's right around like Bleaker. It's like right there, or whatever. It's my my buddy actually that I've known since I'm a kid, uh, Ed McFarland. He owns. Oh, that's Ed. so cool. Yeah, and it is. It's the best. It's. Do so they have good. crab rolls? I'm a big crab roll fan. No he mayo. Does. He 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 might put crabs sometimes in the menu, but the mm-hmm. menu is everything lobster. It's like yeah. lobster pot pie, lobster ravioli, lobster BLT. But he does. I'm telling you, lobster mac and cheese. You know, they, they, it's, it's just, it, it's it. so good. It's so good. And he makes homemade pickles and they're just oh. like the best. Yeah. Oh my God. By the way, my, my Astoria deli is Sal, Chris and Charlie's deli. No frills, old fashioned counter known for oversized Italian style subs. All right. One of my good biggest times. pet peeves is ordering a deli sandwich in New York and them giving me no one meat. slice of American cheese. No. no okay, or, Sal, no, you ready? Like, no, dude, I want to see this much pink ham and this much yellow okay, cheese. Okay, so this is my order. You that. ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. Turkey, cheddar, even parts turkey and cheddar. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I, I agree. Don't give I, me so, one slice. I can't even uh, taste it. Actually, yeah. give me more cheese than meat. How about this? Oh. How about when you say? How about when you say extra cheese? And it's and you're like I I said I did my two, part. Yeah. This is a New York deli. Two slices. Yep. Two you know slices. you know what I do. You so know like, what I extra, do. I doubled if it. If you're a deli owner and you're watching, I don't go back. No. You yeah. know what I'll do? I'll take my sandwich and I'll throw it right at your window, <laughs> and I'll let all the balsamic vinegar just drip right off, and then I'll come back and it. I'll come back with a sledgehammer and I'll tell you what you could do with your extra slice of cheese. Oh yeah, hell yeah, man. There yeah. have been so many Tracy destroying <laughs> cars segments of this podcast Key your car Destroy that's me. what yes. i'm gonna do have you done it have you done oh it? yeah i mean listen everyone was young right i i uh i keyed a car oh. once. I keyed Wait, a car. whose car did you key i don't remember 
I just know I did it because I'll never forget. I was so fucking nervous. But the person really, 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 really wronged me. I, I know that. Mm-hmm. Like I would yeah. never, I, I wasn't for vandalism. Did they vandalism. know it was you? Yeah. I, I would remember who it was if they did. So it wasn't right. for vandalism, but I was nervous and I did it. And I'm not really sure I've made peace with that. I probably shouldn't have done that. But I'm I will tell to see you. Like a tre- uh, I'm picturing like a trepidatious, like, I'm oh going to fuck you up. Nervous to get caught. I think I just did it. I didn't break stride. I did it. And I was like, I hope I know. <laughs> But um, I, one time, and my friends are with me for this. So you remember when the, the, the club was like the big anti-theft deterrent, like the club? Yeah, on the of car course. Yeah. yeah. So everyone had, a, everyone had a club. Yeah. So I had a club. I mean, I was locking up my, my Buick Skyhawk. Yeah. Did you have right? a Benzie box? I, I didn't, but my best friend did. And he would we he pull it out. Yeah, we walk around it like it was a goddamn lunch pail, <laughs> yeah. like because because that was it. Crack it was whack, and they used to crackheads used to break the yep. window and take the stereo, yeah. and then they started yeah. making detachable faces. They made it a little easier for you. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. one time I'm in Bay Ridge. I park my car, and I'm with Q, um, this guy from my show, one of my close friends, and I think Joe, or maybe actually all the guys from my show. Um, mm-hmm. Murray used to live there and we were probably doing a rehearsal or something. And I go back to my car and a guy, and you know how Brooklyn parking is like, mm-hmm. here's how, you know, if you're in New York city no, and you see, yes. and you're on the highway and you see a person's fender that looks like it got keyed 1 million times, mm-hmm. that person's yeah. from Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. He's from Brooklyn or he's from Queens. We're just That's where, where like, from. there's a lot of apartment right. buildings and you can't park. That yeah. that's the whole vibe there. But like, mm-hmm. I, I tell you, like I have my Nintendo, we talk about how we keep our homes. The Nintendo that I, I just talked about this with someone, uh, and another, the Nintendo that I bought in seventh grade with my confirmation money is in, <laughs> mm-hmm. is in the closet I'm pointing to and it's original packaging. Yes, yes. that's who you so are. You understand how I probably am with the car, right? It translates. Mm-hmm. This was mm-hmm. a piece mm-hmm. of shit car, okay? This mm-hmm. was a, this was a 1989 red Chevy Celebrity station wagon. Ooh, station wagon. <laughs> it was $550. Ooh. I bought it. My my boss, when I delivered pizza in high in college, totaled my car delivering pizza. He had a friend who owned a body shop across the street, and we bought a beater from him for five hundred and fifty bucks. And Pat, I love you, Pat. He he, I I wouldn't have had a job. He bought me that car so I could continue to deliver pizza for him in that car. So that was my car. So I yes. came back to the car one day, and a guy parked. He. He not only did was his bumper touching my bumper flush, he mm-hmm. hit my bumper and his car was resting mm-hmm. on oh, my I'm back. Familiar bumper. with that? Uh-huh. Yeah, he, my car was lifting his car up, like his wheels were touching the ground, but you could see his car was like that because he and then hit you pull my away car. and it's like bloop. And he mm-hmm. he no, I mean he hit the car. There's no way he didn't yeah. know he hit the car. He hit oh, it yeah, and yeah. went up and then yes. turned off the ignition. And I was like, walked here we away. Are. The yeah, I'm just sitting on this guy's car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm going to leave it this way. And mm-hmm. that person deserves yes. anything to happen to his car. Yeah. Right. And so yes. we went back to my car and my car is a $500 car. I don't care. You know, like, mm-hmm. but I still, I still, that's outright disrespect. And I was like, I go, I go, I mean, I don't get angry and I don't get mad and I don't get violent. Another, this thing set me off and I go, look at this, look what this motherfucker did. The, I, I, the brazen, the, the brash. The balls, and the, the balls. Unmitigated gall, the balls. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I said, I, I, my friend, they will tell you to this day because I shocked them. Uh-huh. I just looked at it and I must've turned eight shades of red and I go, well, 
now this is happening. <laughs> that's that's all I said. I said those words. I opened my door, undid the club. I took the club and I just wailed his car hood with it. What? I just oh. wailed his car hood with it. And I I don't I didn't it didn't actually really make severe damage, sure. but it, 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 made, it made like a fairly sized big you ding. I am you know? living. And I just was like, this. and they were just like, oh my god. And I was like, why? Oh my god. He he. Look, what do you mean? Yeah, my car doesn't care. Eye for an eye, baby. Yeah, that's great. I love you know, that. I, I the the thing that I love <laughs> I feel, most about the club I shouldn't have done that. is that it's <laughs> it's it. never Freaking actually out. the club has never actually kept anyone from stealing a car, but it is a great weapon. That is the only thing that's an club amazing has ever... weapon. All right, here's something I've never revealed to anyone. Oh my Ooh, god! So you killed it's, somebody. It, it sounds like juicy gossip. It is the polar opposite. It means absolutely nothing, and I never thought of it until this moment. But my club was broken. Mm-hmm. I just remembered. I my club broke. I either got it from someone because they were going to toss it. Because I was like, if you're the thief, you have no idea when you look in. Yeah, if it's bro- broken or not, it wouldn't sure. lock. It would never lock. And I just put it on, and so. It was in the most sense of the word. It was a deterrent because yeah. it wasn't. Mm-hmm. If you broke into my car, it you could just took it off. The did wheel. you have an ADT sticker on your house, but never had a security system? We did. We absolutely See? did. That's it who wasn't, you are. It wasn't ADT, but it was a sticker, Slomans? and we had him. It was. It might have been Sloman Shield, and we had it in the window. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, back in the day, those Sloman Shields, you could tell because it was this runner on the windows. That, um, oh yes, the the wiring. The wiring, yeah, and yeah. if you open the window, it break the wiring. Boop, 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 so it's like any thief that knew about the things would know that I we just had the sticker. We also sure. had in my. Do you window ever beware of dog? We had my grandpa had beware of dog. Absolutely, yes. but no dog. dog. No, no we had dog. dogs. We had oh, dogs, okay. but there was no reason to beware. <laughs> sure, sure. It's, a, we, it's but, a teacup poodle. Yeah, but we, we had a chihuahua and two little mutts, but like we right. did beware. And then uh, we, we, oh, we had in my bedroom window when I was little in the apartment, we had, um, I don't know if this is common, but we had a sticker of like a fireman. Oh yeah, I had that. I actually, mm-hmm. see the thing is my mom still has those stickers on my brother and my windows and we don't live there anymore. And I tell her all the time, you need to take those stick. It's like, come here first. Yeah, a yeah. I don't know if people know about that, but oh. I, I, I haven't thought about that since I'm little till right now. You guys are really pulling out some memories. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it, it's to let the fireman know that, oh, that's that where the kids are. That's Go a there bedroom first. window oh. for a child. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think and Tracy's should... like, no, get the adults first. Children have germs. I'm like, no. I want to stay here. I want to stay here. I want to go <laughs> down with the house. Mm-hmm. I'm over this. I, I will then... tell you, I don't know if it's because I'm not looking, but I don't ever recall seeing that sticker anywhere else, especially not nowadays. But maybe I'll start looking. I'm going to go to my mom's house. I'll take a picture for you. We had it, baby it is... on board. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the car. My mom had mm-hmm. the baby on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah baby on board still around. I yeah, have yeah, one of those yeah. in my car right now. Is no. that still around? <laughs> yeah, I see baby on board all the time. Yeah. I, oh man, uh, I've, I've never seen that. My mom thought she was funny. So she had baby on board and then she had underneath it. She had the, the little kicker uh, kids in trunk. <laughs> right. I love a sassy con- like bumper <laughs> sticker combo. That's New Year's favorite. Day 2018. I'm driving to my mom's house. OK, I'm at a stop sign, maybe two blocks from her house. Um, some guy had been like trailing me. He wanted me to go faster. I only live a few blocks from my mom, right? Yeah. Really crazy. This is like maybe one o'clock in the afternoon on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just like riding me, whatever. He's trying to like cut me off. We're, we're only like on a side street. We're all going like 20 miles an hour and he's trying to run me off the road. I stop at the stop sign and he's behind me. Um, 
and he comes around and blocks my car in and he gets out of the car. Now his car has a baby on board sticker. He has a child in the car seat. His wife is in the, in the uh, seat and he, he tries to talk to me and my window's open. Right. And he tries to punch me in the face <gasps> and I roll the window up real quick and he punches the window, but he doesn't break it. And I'm like, you wow, had a that's kid in your car. Wild. <laughs> he mm-hmm. was trying to cut me off. And Someone's because I wasn't breaking going their fast. parole. <laughs> How great is that? That is New York City. Mm-hmm. That is that's, absolutely New York. Yeah, Baby on a, board, he, like, don't rear-end me, but I will try to murder someone yeah, in front of my kid, child. That kid is an asshole. I promise you. That kid. Oh, he's, yeah. He's, he's actually not guy, in custody anymore. <laughs> I had a guy, I was in my car. This was another uh it was a, I remember the car it was a, I called it old brown. It was a brown Plymouth Reliance K car. It was the old, um, they used to use them for driver's ed. It was the one with the double steering wheel. This one didn't have a double steering wheel, but those were the ones they used. And I'm driving with my girlfriend. We're on the BQE and, or, oh no, we were at a light. That's where we were, we're underneath on third Avenue. And mm-hmm. some guy beeped at me. Right. And I'm young. I'm like maybe 18. Mm-hmm. And I'm not thinking, right. And he beat right at we, He beeps at me and we're at a red light. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And I just went like that. I just mm, think the, the finger. Bird. The finger. Mm-hmm. And then I, mm-hmm. I don't think anything of it. It was like a pass. I thought it was a passing beat, passing finger, a very new Sure. And I gave yeah, yeah. And then the guy, I didn't know this till so he was at my window. He got out at the light and it was a big freaking dude. I was a young kid and my window was like down like that much. And he put his head right in. He goes, You better watch what you're doing with that fucking thing. <laughs> oh. His, his face was right here. Was, the dude was like a six foot five dude. Oh my <laughs> and my, God. And I, I was like very vulnerable because my window was more than halfway down. And he came right yes. in my face. And I, and, and I didn't know either. So he startled me. And I just was like, he probably okay. laughed the whole way home. Oh, yeah. I, I, just, oh, looked yeah. At, I just looked at her and I was like, fair point. <laughs> Sorry. That's you, I flip the bird all the time and I, oh, yeah, I've gonna, done it. We're going to get shot. We're going to get murdered in person for sure. Oh, yeah, we are. Everything's fine. Sal, thank you so much for sharing your New York story with us. We are so happy to have you. Um, yeah. So tell us real quick. Um, you have a podcast called Taste Buds on the No Press Network with Joe DeRosa. Uh, mm. And you guys talk about snacks a lot. I've been listening to clips. Yeah, it's a, we uh, Joe's a good friend of mine. We, we argue passionately about food, just in our regular mm-hmm. life. So one day during this quarantine, uh, our hundredth argument, I was like, "We're not doing anything. We should just do this." We as need a to. This is this is it's, a podcast. It's, it's mindless. Yeah, it's yeah. fun, and we argue like extremely passionately, like we're mad at each other. Yeah. Over over like the difference between Dorito, like what's better, Doritos combos, Oreos, Chips Ahoy. We make them like thirty minute episodes. They're they're quick. It's just like easily digestible. Like take your mind of this nonsense kind no of. No pun intended. I love exactly. It. <laughs> uh, and then you have another podcast on the No Pressure Network called Hey Babe with Chris Stefano. Yeah, so that's how we've just addressed each other since the day we've known each other. On the phone, text, I'm just like, hey, baby. He's like, hey, babe. So we're just like, so Chris and I toured together for the last couple of years. We were like really good friends. And, you know, you're on the road with people for weekends at a time, just you two. Of course. I mean, we're telling each other stories and we're crying laughing. And then we're just like, we should do a podcast together too. So that one's a little more free form, you know? And uh, that's it. We just wanted, I wanted people to know where to go to find both. So um, we ended up putting the audio wherever you get podcasts, but we put the full video of the episodes up on the YouTube channel called No Pressure Network. Oh, that's so amazing. And also, um, you know, as you guys know, you can catch Sal on the Impractical Jokers. What else are you working on? I know that there's like a whole bunch of spinoff shows of Impractical Jokers. Yes. Yeah, so the dinner party show is on every Thursday night at, um, at uh, 10 and uh, that's 
it's on right now. So uh, there's another like handful of episodes. And then when that ends, season nine of Jokers will start at that time slot. We'll film that. And then uh, the Misery Index is a game show that I do on um, TBS on Tuesdays at uh, 1030. Wow, you're a Perfect. legend, Sal. That's amazing. Um, also, my favorite Impractical Jokers, uh, I have a very big thing for frozen yogurt. That's my fave. Uh, when you guys were getting frozen yogurt and just eating it off the scale, I mean, they really rape oh, you yeah. with the prices over there. Mm. Let me tell you. <laughs> I have, I have outs... I have I have outsmarted um, TCBY. You don't even know. I have um, on my podcast. I have uh, Teen Mom Trash Talk, Ninety Day Fiance Trash Talk, and we have a Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Trash Talk Podcast. And uh, me and my co-host, we have bonus podcast called BS, and we talk a lot about outsmarting TCBY. So you are part of my heart, Sal. You really do you are. Weigh, do you weigh the yogurt before the topping? Is okay, so happens? here's here's the secret. TCBY yeah, the- does six ninety nine pints. And 999 quarts, not weighed. But if you put it on the scale and put toppings, once you put a sprinkle on it, now it's 69 cents an ounce by weight. Yeah, they, they can fuck off with that. So you can you can yeah. keep the sprinkles at home, get your favorite toppings and keep them at home and go get a pint or a quart and eat it at home. Eat it at home, just crunch place. your own Oreos on it. I'll tell you just, one other thing you just reminded me of that I've never oh said God. that means nothing to no one again. But <laughs> I it. used to work at Prudential for the four years out of college and there was a, the, the, the cafeteria. It was big mm-hmm. and it had a lot of options to eat. And mm-hmm. you'd go and you'd get, you'd go to any station that you want you know, like these delis in Manhattan, like they have the, yeah. you know, Oh, sure. Oh, they have like the, the hibachi. Hibachi yeah. over here, ramen over here, salads over here. They sure. have, they have it was like, like that. that at Google. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then you'd pay on the way out and they'd weigh, mm-hmm. they did it. And what me and my friends did, we had this hack. And um, so I used to get like, let's say ch- uh, the chicken fingers, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I would get the chicken fingers in the, in the bo- chicken finger thing. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, then I would go get like um, a Dixie cup for soda. And, and I would just put, I put the chicken yes. tenders in the Dixie cup, put it on the lid with a straw. Uh-huh. And then I paid like 79 cents for a soda instead of $7 Hell. for the chicken fingers. Yeah. And, yep. and, and you know, you got to see, I mean, I wish I had footage because you got to see the acting that's involved in that. Like you come oh, in, I you love, just, it's very yes. nonchalant. You take a sip, there's nothing in there. You're just like, just a soda. Uh-huh. I'm going like today. Definitely not chicken fingers in here. This is delicious. Yeah. This is Pepsi. No. They're like, you, don't, you have you, mashed you, potatoes you just, in there. You just have liquid for lunch every day. Do, like, you, do, you, do you take a sip and then burp because of the carbonation? <laughs> I bet you I got that method with it. <laughs> I love it. it would have been the worst, if you think about it, it would have been the worst disgrace. Like it's, 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 it's not that bad, but it wouldn't have been mortifying to get caught with chicken fingers. Oh, in a God. Dixie cup. No, it's oh, hilarious though. Yeah, it's, you're, yeah. you're, see at that point you could be like, they guys, knew, they knew they're like, the just idiot let them have it. Who's the idiot? Like, this is your fault that yeah. you've been letting me do this. I gotta say, there's like 10 things I talk about in this. You know when you're always been like, I gotta think of like some shit from my past, some mm-hmm. good story. I, I've talked about stuff on here that I haven't. I'm gonna go back, make notes about what we talked about and try and get some bits out of these. Right? I, I love this. I we loved having this. you. Andrea, yeah. where could we find you? Find me at Andrea Comedy 69 on Instagram. I'm <laughs> thirst trapping. I'm having mental breakdowns. It's a great time. Follow me there. Also check out my other podcast, The Hot Mess Comedy Hour. Um, it's a blast. We have a Patreon as well. We got plenty of juicy, juicy premium content. Uh, yeah, 
you know, that's amazing. You guys could find me at Trixie Tuzini on Instagram and Twitter, and you could go to tracycarnazzo.com. I have tons of merch for sale and everything that I'm working on is there, including my two podcasts. Sal, um, where could everyone find you on social media? Uh, at Sal Volcano on everything and a website for touring. When that happens again, salvolcanocomedy.com and then taste buds, taste buds pod and Hey Bay pod, a uh, Hey Bay mm-hmm. pod is the handle at, on all social media. Awesome, guys. All these things could be found in the show notes right below. So make sure you look there for everything. Sal, thank you so much for being our guest today. I had so much fun. I had had so much fun. I could do this for another three hours. Same, same. Yeah, baby. I really could. Maybe we'll stop recording and we'll just keep talking. Thank you so, so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Guys, make sure you're following Taste Buds, Hey Babe, Hot Mess Comedy Hour, 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk, Teen Mom Trash Talk. Andrea, what do you have to say about that? Balls sauce.